Hello and welcome to The One One. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 80 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Once again, I'm in One One HQ alongside the man they call the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, Mr. Ryan. It's uh, lovely to see you here for episode 80, yep. which is exactly double your age. Mm. That's actually not even an age joke that time. That's an actual... Uh, Comment, a truthful yeah. comment. Uh, yes, no, it's uh, it's, it's 80. Yeah, fair effort. It is, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah. a good, it's, a, it's a good score. If you got 80 in cricket, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, you? you would be. Yeah. You would be. So we're about five months. Episode uh, 100 will be nearly uh, probably a few weeks short of the railway, the dig deep stakes mm. um, in November. So we'll have to do something special. Maybe we get a letter from the Queen <laughs> for our 100th birthday. Do we get a uh, yeah little uh, little postcard? Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah. I might have a big party for that one. Guru, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, if, I think so. If, it doesn't, if, if it doesn't take much of an excuse for me to um, to conduct a party. <laughs> so I've started planning the end of the uh, party already. Actually, yeah, I actually yeah. have. I've, I've put a little bit of uh, research into that. So um, yeah, no, I uh, no enjoying enjoyed every single one of them. Bj, how was your WA day long weekend? Uh, yeah, it was good. Good long weekend. Uh, went to the, went to the. I'm one of those rare people that went to the um, the Dockers game rather than the. Other than the, the dream time at the at the O, which I, I wish I attended mm. in retrospect, which is a powerful tool. I was there. Yes, you were there, and it was enjoyable, good atmosphere. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was very different to a uh, obviously the, to an Eagles or Dockers game, as you can imagine. But it was a very special occasion, and special. Uh, just had a very very str- um, like a vibe to it that. I don't think I've uh, I've felt at Optus before. Uh, it was it was yeah it was good stuff and it's I can honestly say it's the first time I've ever barracked for Essendon in my mm. life. Yeah. Hopefully it's the last. Time. When uh, Alec Waterman kicked that goal in the last quarter, I was up and roaring them home. But then uh, Richmond just sort of said, uh, "Yeah, well, that's your best shot, Essendon," and just went whack, 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 and yeah. game over. The cream rose to the top. Sure did. Uh, most important thing for the weekend was the budgies back on track. Um, I think we had about twelve fit players to choose from, but still got the job done over Carlton. Mm. Uh, so season back on track with the with the budgies. So um, yeah, I know that would have lifted your spirits on yeah. uh, Saturday. Sunday, Sunday, was that Sunday, Arvo. Yeah, so that was uh, that was uh, that was a good result, West Coast Eagles, and um, yeah, backed a couple of drifters, and usually uh, they know, but they did no, not. No, I don't think they do. No, uh, and we'll, we'll ask Simon A about it shortly, because um, one of one of his was the was the uh, subject of a significant betting drift. Yeah, at Messinas. Like, it was like I, I we sat here on last week's podcast and I said, look, I think we both tipped on pretty and we thought, yeah, hard to beat, but sort of around that $350 mark at the time, I think mm. it was. And you know, I had it around three bucks. Just as just it wasn't a horse that enthused you at 350, you know, you sort of sit here and going, oh yeah. If that's at that moment, because that's drifted out to that's nearly touched six dollars mm. on the exchange, right? If that goes up your five dollars fifty, I'm sitting here going, Oh BJ, I've got a special and I'm carrying on like a pork chop, you yeah. know? I think it's it was just, three, I think it was three thirty. But that's last not, last Thursday when we were Yeah, recording. and then in the morning, I think it was into three dollars flat. Yeah. So there'd been some there'd been some money overnight. And I still don't think that was a horrible price. Um, and then there was, um, but that, that one, I'm not going to say that's understandable, but it put in an ordinary prep last time out. So look, that drift, fair enough. Uh, we still were taking that on, on trust, blah, blah, blah. But the adornment drift mm. is, is probably the one that d- didn't make any sense. You're down to a five horse field. Maserati is a nonny. Um, geez, who else is Mrs. Brown's boy was Mrs. The one Brown's boy is the one the money came for. Yep. Um, but I mean, I, like I, I had a, Quick chat to Scotty Embry just while they jumped, and um, like I said, I've got this at dollar seventy. He said he had a dollar sixty-five down to a five-horse field. 
Was it trading it? Was it high threes, yeah, low fours? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's in a five-horse field. I think my uh, friend of mine, Tommy Atkinson, said that it was three seventy late. Yeah, yeah, it's in a five. I'm sitting there going, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't going to bet here. Like, yeah, someone. I remember someone tipping. Uh, I did the uh, the the show with Miles on. Uh, the bet fair edge, and he tipped it at his best at a dollar ninety. And I said, "Oh yeah, good on you, hero, good stuff." Mm. Um, and it's um, yeah, obviously it gets out those sort of prices late. So I think the biggest lesson that that I learned from that is you've got to decide why why are they drifting. It's, it's always the biggest thing I say is quantify the drift. So the first one I'm pretty keen because of the Lace Vinsky money. Yep. Lace Vinsky is just drinks milk for mm. a living. Like it just loves sipping on milk. Um, it had it always was going to get the best map in the world. Um, McGrady on? Yeah. Yeah, McGrady wrote it a 10 out of 10, soft lead. It was always going to get that, but it just doesn't have the – well, it doesn't know how to win, basically. Mm. It doesn't have the ability to win. And then Mrs. Brown's boy isn't a horse for me that gets past 1,600. Strug maybe the 1,800 had stretched. This was 2,200. So that's two, um, that's two leaders that they found? Yeah, they yeah. found. And that, that's sort of where it's coming from. And look, we'll ask Simon about Amasinus shortly, but because um, Amasinus was the other one that was, again, was, at was the 380, a, you said, Do you like Amasinus? And I said, Yeah, but 380 is not going to get me, you yeah. know? They traded nearly seven dollars late on the exchange by the time they're jumping. If, again, if that's seven dollars when we're recording, you go, geez, or when it's early fixed odds, you, you're sort of jumping over yourself to get on. You know, it was incredible. Yeah, any volley you can find. So actually, actually, the drifts were amazing. Long I, story short, yeah, I ended up having something on Sowar on the Monday, and he was uh, he was out to about yep. fifteen dollars as well. So there was a. Uh, there was a there was a bit, bit. What was the the money there it was for Butterly Lad? I think really strong money for Butterly Lad. Um, yeah, it's just about quantifying what, what's happening in each individual race. I mean, even um, try for us went under, but try for us stud dollar eighty despite the big negative weight swing against yeah. it. So you'd probably got to say that was over bet. Um, Graceful it, Girl wasn't one that uh, was. No, uh, they they knew that. They, yeah. they certainly knew what was going. That on was there. a bit of a pile on there, and uh, yeah, so. Grateful Girl won the, uh, the feature of the day, the listed rack and tour stakes. And I heard Bob Peters say post race that I think we'll just go to the paddock now and bring her back for uh, November. So mm -hmm. uh, does Bob know? I think Bob might know. I yeah. think Bob knows. I think Bob might know. I, uh, it's funny. The only time this prep, I had a real proper crack at her. Was first up at the four bucks, and she <laughs> uh, she she couldn't quite grab hot Z. So yeah, no, she's a uh, a very very sharp um, filly, and I think that if um, if he can, if Bob and the team Grant and Lana can get her to mature into a um, slightly more tractable racehorse, because I don't know, if it's going to be very difficult to win a railway uh, being under sufferance. Because I think they'll be looking. I know that's probably a, an ambitious call, and she might oh, need that's she exactly, might need an extra season. That's exactly. What yeah, she might yeah. need an extra season, but you need to be slightly more tractable. In saying that, Galaxy Star was never the most tractable yeah. of runners, was she? Yeah, Enticing so, Star was a Enticing Star. Runner, yeah, yeah, but that cost her races yeah. though. Um, Galaxy Star usually found. The a thing way about to Graceful Girl is just the elevation, bang, bang, yeah. bang, just stepped up to the plate and took on some pretty smart horses on Saturday and whacked them. <clears> yeah, and, and just one horse I want. We always talk about Bob and his good ones coming. I just want to talk about Cliff Green and a horse called Benji's. Benji's, yeah. like, Good on him. Like He got interviewed beforehand goes, well, there's a gap in the market between mine, who's the biggest um, outsider, the, the biggest long shot, and the next one, he goes, there, there won't be a gap in the race. And he I'm said listening that. to his interview. Yeah. Oh, and I'm listening to his interview thinking, yeah, there'll be a gap. Yeah, yeah there'll be there'll be a big gap. <laughs> this will run along last. Grow up, Cliff. And uh, grow up, Cliff. And it's uh, yeah, it's beaten home Salaya and no surrender. And um, yeah, it went uh, went super. Have you noticed with Darren McCauliffe's yard that when um 
when he has a few in a race or one fail. They tend to both fail. They tend to – I've noticed that a few times. It might just be in my mind from um, – was it the big show, Montalina? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, maybe how much I lost on that <laughs> race. Join the club, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Salaya and No Surrender were, were disappointing and um, she's got to your own well for third. But, yeah, no, extremely big run for Cliffy Green and Benji's. And, um, no, I like how he, he threw himself in the deep end. He was willing to – Make a comment or two, and um, that ran the race of uh, his life, Benji's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it went super. You put me on the spot last week and asked me whether we forgive or forget Hot Zed and Shantalk, and I said forgive Hot Zed and forget Shantalk, and, of course, they fought out the finish. And and, and then I I got a reminder from one of the – from the – from Russell Stewart's son, James Stewart, on Twitter, just a little post-race dr- dr- <laughs> drive-by uh, at the 1-1 pod. But uh, congratulations. They've, uh, that was a good effort to get Shantalk back on track after she was lame last start and previous two runs were a little bit disappointing. But uh, low weight, McGrady, McGrady back on, McGrady, yeah. low draw, and yep. uh, it was a good win. Yeah, no, I know a few of the owners, the other Blab boys. Yeah. Uh, they love their racing and uh, they, they love Shan Talk. And, um, yeah, I know they would have been tickled pink. I know at the start of the prep they were hoping she sort of elevated to the point where they were talking winter bottoms by this stage of the preparation. So yeah. she obviously hasn't uh, had the campaign they would have hoped, but uh, hopefully things are back on track and um, they can start looking at bigger and better with a very promising Young horse. Yes, and also we have to thank Mitchell Pateman. We we had him on the show last Thursday. How many and, uh, times did we have him on? Six uh, yeah, yeah. We had a we had a couple of. Um, some of my good stuff with him as well. We've done half done half an interview with him. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. Are we? What are we? How much are we saying happened there? Or are we just? Uh, well, yeah. No, we just we there were some audio issues. There were some audio <laughs> issues. <laughs> No, uh, that, was, that, that was my fault. I, I didn't press the record button until halfway through the interview. But I think last Thursday, no one was at their best last Thursday, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> no, no one was really at their best last Thursday. But so. uh, I just have to thank Mitchell Payman. He did the quick backup the following day mm. and joined me for a one-on-one chat. Which was really enjoyable, and and thanks, uh, thanks, Mitchell. We we'll probably need to get him a hat and maybe a voucher or two. And uh, thanks for supporting the the podcast. And uh, he was a good subject, actually. He's got a good story and loves a chat. So um, yeah, he very was, entertaining. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. good. So um, felt like an actual probably the first time I've been. Well, it is the first time I've been a uh, a listener, apart from when Mister McCormick fills in for me. I guess a couple yep. of times I've missed, but um, yeah, no, it was uh, uh, a cracking interview, BJ. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it as a uh, a neutral listener. Even though I'd heard a few of the answers the previous day, but uh, yeah, no, it was really, really good stuff, and uh, I like the um, the format of the one-on-one interviews. And uh, as, as we say to, to our guests, and obviously we're sponsored by Betfair, um, but the boundary ropes are probably a little bit wider mm. at the one-one. You can get away with a bit more. There's no real. Uh, you can leave your filter. Mm. at home i think bj and speaking of leaving your filter at home should we move on to our guest today who doesn't mind uh leaving his filter at home a bit of unfiltered simon a miller let's do it yeah let's talk to Simon. here we go terry it's time to welcome back uh one of uh the real personalities in wa racing simon a miller thanks for coming back to the one one simon <laughs> thanks bj terry personality is that classified is that a polite way of saying he's a lunatic? <laughs> no, it's always good to, to uh, <laughs> see you in front of a microphone, that's for sure, Simon. Eh? You, you, you give the industry plenty and uh, and it's good to see that the uh, the the brand, Miller Racing, is back in uh, back in top form. Yeah, it's back. It's going good, really good. Had to change things up, as I alluded to last time on the show, and we've got it right. And, and it's been flying along for the second half of the season, so um, hopefully we can... 
continue that into the next season and, and keep the momentum going. I think when we spoke to you last it was just around yearling sales time, and you just you claimed the the sale topper, and the wheels were, were just starting to to turn in a in a pretty positive direction. But it's fair to say since then you really hit your straps, especially strike rate wise. Some of these horses putting a bit of a picket fence together. One of those is a horse called Amasinus, who Terry and I just touched on some of the interesting betting from last Saturday's Belmont meeting. Amasinus was three eighty out to six dollars on the official. WAOP and uh, uh, freshened up by yourself, come down the outside with Chris Parnham on board and, and got the result. Can you shed any light yeah. on that uh, on that betting drift, Simon? Did you throw the slows out, did you, Simon? No, I, I gave her a great chance. I was actually, I was the beneficiary of some very good news um, as they were about to jump. I took the 350 early on and I got the phone call just before they jumped and said, oh, you're on the you get the best of the best, so at the moment you're getting seven. So I was like, oh, there's a bonus. Um, I, I don't know why. Maybe, I mean, they backed a couple of others. Maybe back markers at Belmont tend to drift. I'm not sure. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, you, you look at the way she raced and how she went coming off a slow speed and she's peeled out the fastest 800, 600, 400, 200 and meeting again. So she, she's in a good headspace and she's purring along. So. I don't know where she ends up this time in, uh, whether she hits stakes grade, but she's progressing through the ranks. So uh, there's a 1,200 next Saturday for her. I heard Chris Parner make an interesting comment in the post-race. He said when she won a race, I guess, earlier this year, she, he, he got off Amasinus and said that he doesn't think she'll ever win another race. Do you remember that comment? No, he didn't say it to me. Right, and I didn't right. know. He, I didn't, I, he said it to Kelly, and I didn't know uh, he said it until I listened to that interview. And I uh, said to Kinners, oh, I didn't know he said that. And she said, yeah, he's t- told me a track list. So, um, he, like, he's defence. Um, probably when he made that comment, the yard wasn't going any good. And we were trying to figure out what surfaces to work the horses on. And uh, maybe it just didn't give him a feel or she was a bit flat like the yard. But I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, it was a funny comment so, to hear. So, um but yeah, you I mean now he and you look at the way yeah, he's riding her and gee jails with her. Just every every time he gets it right. Yeah, he's uh he's in some rare form, is Chrissy Parnham. So what are the confidence levels like in the Miller camp at the moment, Simon? I mean you're coming off a double yesterday, how's the serenity and, and first law and obviously we just mentioned Amasinus one the other day and you got a couple of couple of winning chances at Pinjarra later this afternoon and pans down dance music Bella Road in at Belmont this sad day. Um, bit of a strut in the in the step at the moment? Yeah, there is because they're continually racing well, but then when when they finish, like you look at the next next meeting, whether it be a Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, we've got Arsenal again. Uh, so it's a, it's a great position to be in. And like you even look at um, Pans down Saturday, you know, he's won his last four. He's in a hard, he's in a tricky little race, but then you swing out of, out of him and you've got Bella Road and Dance Me. So you only got three runners and they're all quality. And then you roll in the next week and we'll get another one in the midweek that goes really good. And then we'll switch back to the Saturday and you'll, you'll have Amasinus and a few others there. So just at the moment, it's really enjoyable because you just got a lot of, a lot of ammo. 
It's non-stop at the moment, uh, Simon. But one horse I want to ask you about uh, probably uh, probably doesn't get uh, well, wouldn't get uh, any um, publicity from the stable at the moment. So only had the one start ran last. It's a horse by the name of Roseworth. Uh, went around at Northern um, last week. Goes around this afternoon as well. Roseworth uh, is missing something. What's uh, what's Roseworth missing? Uh, missing a tail. Oh, that's right. That's a, yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's what's the story behind that? Uh, we were actually uh, recording the podcast uh, with the Taylors uh, last week, and um, and Britain Lock told us to, to watch out for it, and uh, it's a little bit disconcerting actually uh, yeah. watching it uh, watching it's it weird. go around. It's very odd. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, I just don't know whether that affects them or not. Um, she, I mean, she travelled all right when put under pressure. She found nothing, so. And um, we'll see what happens today. And if, if it's a replica of the last start, then um, she can go off and be a broodmare. Like she, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it was when she was a foal. So um, if it told that something happened, and got infected, and she got got it uh, amputated. So she turned up the last we've only ever known her like that. But it, it's weird looking at her every morning because um, you used to see the tail. So um, we'll see. We'll see what transpires today. How was your little thing out at the tailors? I saw you doing a yard and the horse sort of leapt at you and you jumped the mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen the footy. Well, I, I don't know if that's fair that I jumped a mile. I actually think I handled myself pretty well, to be uh, to be honest with you. That was a little bit uh, – I'm used to sitting in front of a computer or in front of a microphone, not uh, not say in a in a yard picking up uh, picking up turds. So I reckon I've handled myself incredibly well, actually. Uh, yeah, three votes, well played. Yeah, no, no. I just, is there a? I just, had, I just received the, the video this morning. Uh, it must have been very timely. Oh, very good. Do you see a future with Terry in the in stable life, <laughs> Simon? No, <laughs> uh, nah, not really. I think Tippin's probably more his guy. <laughs> So speaking of tipping, pans down. He's uh, always been a horse that promised a bit in his sort of late two-year-old, early three-year-old yeah. career. In twenty twenty-one, he's uh, since I guess you've, I guess restricted him to a thousand-meter races. He's become a real weapon. Four in a row, yeah. sh- shooting for an, uh, shooting for another victory this uh, this Saturday. Yeah, it, it's funny, BJ. It's not by design. I've I've totally kept, kept him sprinting, but not by design. It's always been a thousand. It just it, the program's just slowed that way uh, a lot. Like I'm still, I can't wait to get him back out to at twelve hundred. And, and when the program allows that, um, I will. But at the moment, whilst he's going really good, just keep picking off, picking off the thousands. And you look at where he was last time. In, I got him out to a guinea, which didn't suit, and the yard wasn't going any good at the time. And then you you spell him, bring him back and play short course. Um, and you can see where he's taken off from when, like his his first run ever was really good, and that was over a short course. So he's clearly just a sprinter. So he takes on Nero Dio and uh, some of the other sharp older horses in that thousand meter race at um, Belmont on Saturday. It's a seventy. Funny, he actually gets a, a weight swing on this will test you for beating him yeah. up and getting her home by two and a oh just over two yeah, and a half funny, lengths. Funny, yeah, hundred percent. I had a laugh at that when I was doing the form. It's very rare you see that, but mm. when I saw it, I had a little, I had a little chuckle. Um, it's just whether we can beat Neo Dio. Like he, he run the other day was good. It's clearly a horse that's going places, and um, it's, it's, an, it's a racing two. Well, I think it is anyway. Um, yeah, no, and we'll you. see. Yeah, agree. And we'll see how it pans out. Look, if that horse beats us, it's, 
I won't be disappointed because I think it's a horse on the rise. But uh, all you can do is win and win well. And he was pretty dominant the other day. And he just had a little fashion up in between. His work's been strong, and, it, and he draws a gate, and the map's perfect for him. So he's got to be a got to be a great chance. Yeah, no, it looks a tremendous setup. Uh, the horse of yours I'm most interested on uh, yeah, in on the program, sorry. Um, I think we know what dance music will produce. She's uh, Her record really surprised me, and I, I did a little write-up for this race. Um, it was for the Roma Cup, actually, sorry, a few weeks ago, and I, I sort of said dance music, and I'll be honest, I said I feel that dance music's overperformed in her career. I felt you've placed her to perfection. Yeah. Uh, the fact she's won 11 of 25 um, and won the, the 600-odd theirs, and I, I felt that was sort of the limit to where she was at but what i've seen her last two starts is a possibility that she's come back better than ever um but the horse i want to touch on more so was valor road um shades off uh, there was a query whether he'd get the 1400 meters i think if you go back to his scale run when the shades went off uh last season i think it was last season when running yeah. second to the kelp chris right. parnham did all the work to get to the breeze um like that that type of run to me says well the 1400 might not be his limit um the way he hit the line um in the belmont sprint a fortnight ago uh what, what are your confidence levels like that he'll get the mile and if he does i mean you have to be thinking we've got a genuine railway stakes horse here yeah it's, it's funny you say that terry because i did an update tuesday morning i said well he's worked equally as good as he has previous Previously, leading him to his, all his runs this time in, which have been good. Um, and I said, who would have thought at the start of the campaign that would be heading to a mile and potentially talking railway? And, and that's if he runs a mile out, there's a no-brainer. He can have a crack at the railway. He was strong the other day. He ran through the line. He closed the sections really good, and he relaxed in running. So there's no reason why he couldn't get the mile. I suppose you just want to see him do it. But I'll, I'll, you only go by his last run, and you'd have to say he does get it. I think the 1400 was a query, but I think it was a query because I backed him up off a winter bottom run twice mm. and it probably didn't agree with him. And this time in, he actually got to be trained for a, for a 1400 with a fortnight between races. So it was always going to give us the, the proper answer we were chasing. And, and luckily for us, it, it worked out good. So now he, he can just add a, a bit more dimension to his programming moving forward. The backing up after the uh, the winter bottom is sort of like playing your grand final and having a massive mad Monday, then uh, having to front up <laughs> having to front up again a couple of days later and play another game. You're never going to be in your peak condition, are you? <laughs> you, you never are, and only the elite can offset adversity. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a good way to strong it. Uh, but he's, he's just a marvel, isn't he? Like he's, he's a good horse. Caracatter. He's a good horse, isn't he? He's yeah, been he stiff is. as anything this prep. So, I mean, first up, uh, Brad nearly awful, I, I think Brad nearly unlucky. fell. Probably should. Yeah, I reckon he, he probably should have won. He was. He was. Stakes. He was monstrous in the Roma Cup. Roma Cup. He's deep the trip, and then yeah. even last start, not everything went right, and he's drawn. He's drawn wide again. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. The fact that he's he's probably deserved a barrier here. Um, and he's got it. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's got it. So if he if he sees out the mile, he's just about a top three. Level. I didn't realize. He, I didn't realize he's won one point one million this horse now. Yeah, he won the Caracatta. Yeah, fourth yeah. in a size, I think right. it was. Yeah. Um, he won the Caracatta and the Magic Millions at his first two starts. That's yep. right. Yep. Yeah, Aaron so, Mitchell. Yeah. Um, and like, and then like, I mean, we've got to beat the Velvet King, and when the Velvet King's on, like, he's bloody hard to beat. And he was on the other day, clearly, and I didn't know if he would be or wouldn't be. And when he went bang, it was like, oh, that's the Velvet King, and you know he can do that. But the only query is, 
him in a mile, but he was good the other day. Yeah, what, the barrier might work in your favour too there. If he gets crossed and has to end up on the fence, the Velvet King's a horse, yeah. I think, yeah, he can sustain a nice run. Whether whether he can pick up and sprint um, underneath other horses, uh, alongside Valorode, if you get the mile, I think I think your horse might have a, sh- a quicker last 200 in him um, than yeah. the Velvet King, but it's it's all about how the race pans out. Simon, I thought yeah, yeah. I thought dance music was just about career best the other day in the Belmont Sprint. Um, the, um, the numbers that I saw, I think she went seven and a half lengths above Benchmark to the yeah. 800 and gave, you know, a, gave just, a kick and just got swamped. And, then down, and down on the slow line as it turned out as well. Yeah, Jeez, and the one thing I'll say it. about that run as well, you, BJ just quoted those numbers. That was on a soft six. I don't reckon that was a soft six. I reckon those numbers should have been graded on a soft seven heavy eight mm. type thing. So yeah. I reckon that means they were going even quicker mm. than what the official numbers say. So, yeah, I, I'm with yeah. BJ. It was one of, the, one of the bigger runs of the day. She's, she's in career best form, no doubt, because – He's had to come back this time in and go wait for age. Or, and I mean, um, and she's taken on the best of the here, and she's she's flying like um, Bella Road hemmed her in uh, when she was awfully unlucky in the Roma Cup. Like mm. he just just when wanted to get busy. I know, I know there's a few other hard luck stories in that race, but uh, she's a trainer's dream. You just point and shoot with her. You just line her up. She can go deep into a campaign from twelve hundred to eighteen hundred. Um, and when she's when she's on song, she holds that throughout her whole training prep and correlates at race day, and, and that's where she's at right now. She's working really good, and she's bright. So um, she's another one. Like she's just a, a point and shoot job, and she'll do you proud. So I've got two good chances going into Saturday. Was the plan to lead with dance music last night? No, I, I always just let Brad or whoever rides him. I let him go out with with an open plan because. With with her, you can do anything. You can lead, you can sit. Um, you know, she she's predominantly in the first four or five, but um, she you know she doesn't know how to do it if you get in behind them. So it it was surprising we did end up in front, but no one really wanted to lead. And then all of a sudden we started to rock along a bit. And, um, yeah, so even even um, Saturday there'll be no. No sort of um, duties to do that. He can just go out and win There was a sliding doors moment early in that race in the Belmont Sprint where Brad was sort of half thinking about coming back and trying to slot into the 1-1 one, yeah. one, and then he quickened and when he quickened and moved around him to take the lead, that, that let the Velvet King into that <laughs> position that it found. Did you, did you see that in the in the? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 I love, watching replays and seeing where the winners come from or how it's unfolded, it's, I mean, you've got to do it as a trainer as part of your form, but it's actually enjoyable to do. And sometimes you get to appreciate what was a what was a really good ride or, or what was a Herculean effort by a horse. And yeah, it was, so it was it's always tactical. And when you're up against the best, you've got to get everything right. That's right. So we've touched on pans down, dance music, and Valerie. You got a strong hand with with just the three runners on Saturday. But uh, one thing we mentioned. Last time you were on the show was that you? I asked you a question about Holly Watson, who was just a, a on loan to you at the time, and uh, we spoke about how she was showing some good signs on at Geraldton and Albany on the outer provincial circuit, and now a few months down the track, and she's ridden her first Belmont winner on How's the Serenity yesterday. Uh, I saw you on on track yesterday. You had a big smile, and it was a big thrill for everyone involved. Tell us what that what the occasion was like, and give us a little, little bit more insight on the uh, trajectory of. Holly Watson's apprenticeship. Yeah, well, she's heading heading north. That's for sure. Like she's she's um, had over three hundred rides at provincials, and I think he's ridden like thirty eight 
winners and 30-odd places or seconds and 30-odd thirds. or It's just ridiculous, like, how consistent she is. And she's just fine-tuned, fine-tuned. And I suppose the greatest thing for her is we've known that she's progressing the right way. And, but because she doesn't ride doubles, trebles at every meeting, like she just keeps getting under the oh, – I feel like she's getting under the radar. And she just – so it's been – for probably the last six months, it's been brilliant. We just poke along and work on different tactics and techniques. And then, you, you know, she'll go get a winner in a place in each meeting and just keep poking along and building up. And um, – I just thought last week, you know, you get the nervous energy out going riding the apprentices race, but only do that one. And then the following week, or you know, yesterday, we'd let her fly and um, she rode really well. And she wasn't nervous. She was just back in her usual groove. And you know, from here, who knows where she ends up. But uh, she's got three kilos in town and she's had over 300 rides at the provincial. So she's got experience on her side and um, we'll see what we're. Where it takes her, but she'll fly along. She's going places. I, I like that you've protected her from herself in, in, a, in a lot of ways, Simon. I think we did chat about this um, last one, one you were on, whereas you, you haven't sort of, I guess you've just you've plotted a pathway to town for her rather than just necessarily throwing her in the deep end, and which can happen with apprentices in, in Western Australia for various various reasons, whether it's a, a weight thing and they just need to get cracking on their on their apprenticeship or yeah. whatever. But it feels like you've been really really structured and really um, measured in the way that she you've guided her into the metropolitan ranks. It, it's been strategic, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I think you got to like it's. I feel sorry for the kids that are allowed to go to town early and they let them go. Now whether that's right or wrong, you know they tear them up and everyone watches and then people judge them and it's like, well, hang on, it's a bit harsh. You've only been had a handful yeah. of rides, yeah, and it, and you can get branded pretty quick as a jockey. Like if you're not up to standard or they see things they don't like, and all of a sudden, no, it's hard to get get them on if if you need the claim. Um, but everyone's different and they all do their things for their own reasons. But when I had Aaron and Chloe, uh, as I said yesterday, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Oh, sorry, I, I, they'd already race ridden. So I didn't, all I had to do was reinvent the wheel and add water and stir and just sort of play to their strengths and, and get them going. Whereas Holly's not from a racing background and she's just figuring her way through um, race riding and tactics. And she's got a lot of people around her that help her, but it was just that. The greatest path for her was just to keep plowing away at the bush. I'm a big uh, country and provincial punter. That's probably where I do the the majority of my stuff. And I, I could tell very, very early on that uh, Holly was a jockey we could trust. And I think I think in the the deeper you get the country, the, that's probably the first thing you need to figure out whether first of all a jockey tactically has some nous, uh, especially a young jockey. Secondly, uh, do they have the right hands to horses run for them? And then thirdly, can they only ride leaders, or are they also capable of riding a horse with cover and put it into the race at the right time? And with Holly, she has demonstrated all. All of that very early um, that she's got the the full package and uh, yeah I've been actually for a couple of months now saying I think she's going to be the, the next big thing when she comes to we, we talk about lactars two or three kilos and uh, obviously a lot of jockeys over the journey their two or three kilos being a bit of a gift um, when they first come to town but I think the biggest thing you you touched on before was that um, she's still going under the radar and I don't think people realize how yeah. forward she is for someone still claiming three kilos yeah, agree. T- totally agree with everything. So, uh, and the best of all, she's just a ripper of a person. So, good to have her around the stables. And um, even yesterday, well, this morning, the staff, you know, they're all up and about. Everyone takes pride 
brought in the stable and, and pride in watching, you know, your apprentices uh, succeed. So we've been fortunate enough. We've had a couple of rippers and, and it's been a good journey and looks like we've got another one. The only disappointing pass open, she stood up in the irons with fifty to go and gave us the uh, gave us the M payment uh, <laughs> over the line. That that would have been a way to bring up your first winner, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm glad she didn't because otherwise everyone would say she's a product of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm glad she, I'm glad she was professional. Speaking of Mitchell Payton, we we had him on the the podcast last week, Simon, and just wanted to know: Did you give him any? Uh, Pointers taking over the reins from your old horse speeding comet? Uh, no, but uh, I, I did have a little chuckle and I pulled him up at Belmont uh, when it ran down the track at its first run for him. And I, I walked past, I said, It's fun training, isn't it? I said, <laughs> As a jockey, you could just pack up your gear and go home and, and get ready for the next race or the next uh, ride. And I said, But as a trainer, you've got to put your trainer's hat on now. And, and say, right, what have I done wrong here? Um, and you got to try and figure it out. And I, and I had a little chuckle. I said, now you're going from a trainer to a rider. I said, enjoy it. I said, riding's easier. <laughs> and then, and he had a laugh. But then he got it going. Like he, I mean, that was a good win at Cal and carried weight. So good on him. Good stuff. Now, Simon, before we before we let you go, uh, what can we look forward to with twenty twenty one progressing? I mean, I just I just went through some of your winners this year and some of the the good horses that you got in in your yard. Obviously, Miss Kentucky is a very exciting sprinter on the rise. We had Brave Angel who came through the autumn sort of Phillies Classics and looks a looks a real talent. Then you've got two year olds like Lewa and Mikelda and. Um, not forgetting horses, sort of progressive types like Stella Vista and Vedette de Star. What uh, what can the listeners get excited about for, uh, for from the Miller Racing Camp in for the remainder of 2021, yeah, heading I mean, towards the big races later this year? Yeah, the ones you mentioned, you sort of concentrate on what you've got in front of you and not what's in the paddock. And when you start to bell out a few of those names, I'm like, yeah, we're in a good position. Um, Brave Angel, she'll come back in. I'll just give her a really good long spell because she had a tough autumn, spring. Uh, we're not much time off in between. But at the start of the river, got natural ability. Uh, she'll have a middle of July, so she come back in. Um, Miss Kentucky will race uh, three weeks' time and then second her off a little freshen up and she'll go to Bowfine. And, and uh, hit some stakes races. I don't know where she'll end up. If she keeps heading the way she's going, well, you'd probably have to aim her up at a at a winner bottom. But um, we'll just get through the winter for the time being. I want to win a stakes race with her and then park her away because they all breed. Uh, what else we got? I've got some really nice horses trialling Monday, so keep an eye on them. They're pretty good. Um, Son of a God's back of the pre-trainers. There's another one. Um, anyhow, there's, there's one two-year-old there. You'll, you'll figure it out when the time's right. <laughs> Very good. We'll keep an eye on I'll that. see how good you are. Yeah. We'll watch the markets. Yeah, but it's got, there's, some, there's some really nice horses trials on Monday. So um, we've still got another wave of them to come through. So. Excellent. There Excellent. is one two-year-old out there. Okay. All right. Very so, cryptic from and Simon, it, eh? And, and, it, <laughs> and it has trialed. Okay. There you go. These are these are easy. All right. Geez, you're going to get about thirty texts after this now saying which one you're talking about. Which one you're talking <laughs> no, about? No, it doesn't matter. No, no, they can let us find it. I think I might know the horse already, but we'll keep that to ourselves. <laughs> uh, Simon, pans down, 
dance music, Valor Road, you got a big sad day. We need a selection from the two of them. Valor Road, dance music, you got to give us one. Oh, yeah, I know that was hard. probably probably Valerie just because he finished off the mile so strong the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's a tough one that to that put them because you'd think you'd think Dance Music coming off a hard run would flatten her and she's rebounded out of it and gone the other way. So she's really aggressive at home, like, loving it. So, what, what a good yeah, another yeah. another good horse, just a good mare. In the yeah, I, I don't know. Well, who wins out of Pans Down and Neo Dio? Ah, no idea. I'm I'm going Pans Down. I'm. I'm not backing you in. Just because you're on the show, I'm not going to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but geez, Paddy rides that horse well, doesn't he? Pans down. They get a lot yeah, good. Does. Yeah, super. Paddy's flying. Yeah, he's going good, isn't he? He's flying. Yeah. So, no, so there's a bit of ammo there anyway. So we've still got a few more. Like, like if, if Pans down goes on a winning spree and Amasinus does, you just never know. Like the bow fine could consist of... Those two plus Miss Kentucky plus whoever else jumps in. So it'd be a fascinating race. Very good. Thanks again for jumping on the 1 1 with us, Simon. I always love having a chat with you and uh, good luck with uh, your runners on the weekend. My pleasure. Thanks, BJ. Thanks, Terry. Good, good luck, good punting. And just remember, you've got to bet big to win big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. What a great way to go. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, boys. It is time to partner with Betfair and preview Hyperion Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It is uh, 12 noon on Thursday, the 10th of June. Pinjara Racing today, Belmont and Broome Wet. on Saturday. Wet. Wet, Belmont? Wet Pinjara. Wet Pinjara today. Yeah. yeah soaking. Yeah. Drenched. Very observant of me, isn't it? Drenched. There's rain outside. <laughs> Well, you, well, the the the, uh, the studio is in a bit of disarray, and there's some some tiles sort of protruding, oh. and you're uh, you're a bit worried about the structural damage some of the some of the rain has done recently. Yeah, Terry nearly so. went through the balcony yesterday, BJ, when yeah. I just uh, potted out in my balcony to have me coffee. You know, <laughs> and I just think about today to come, think about uh, think about the investments I'd placed, the ones I'd regretted, and um, yeah, I just put a foot through the uh, the balcony, and uh, life flashed before my eyes. I thought episode seventy nine ought to have been our last one, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm here. Don't, don't things just get real loose in Perth when it rains? We just don't know how to handle rain, no, do we? Like it's it's don't. like the, the even as punters, the end of it's like the end of the earth when there's a drop of rain about. What about uh, I think Pete McCormick often picked on me a bit, and he was pretty accurate as well about my oh it's raining on the inside pad, the lane. Like I just get you just get like rain paranoia about lanes in racing. It's, it's and, even uh, even on the roads, don't you reckon? It's just as soon as there's oh, a bit yeah. of rain out on the road, I, it just everything just turns to mate, shit. I often drive up to see I drive up to see my mother once a week. It's about a forty minute, forty five minute drive during peak hour. If it's raining, it takes about three and a half hours yeah. to get up there. So, yeah, yeah no, not, not a big fan. But it, it, it is – there is something therapeutic just about a nice storm though, isn't there, BJ? Mm, I suppose you could call it that. <laughs> <laughs> you could call it that. That's just your way of saying but no. It's good for farmers, as they say. Yeah. Uh, Pinjara wet, soaking wet today. Yeah. Belmont and Broome on Saturday. I don't think it'll be wet in Broome, but it might be. Kalgoorlie and Port Hedland are in action oh, on man. Sunday. Uh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. And don't forget our new look, Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition. BJ. Lockie Taylor versus Fraser Hay. Fraser Hay. Stay tuned. Looking forward to it. And speaking of staying tuned, the Betfair Edge, 
SEN, Perth Racing Guru, Miles Fitzner. How did uh, episode one of season two go off last week? Yeah, no, it went well. We, um, we're we back on. The new time is 3 o'clock uh, on uh, Friday afternoons, 3 to 4 p.m. That's Western Standard Time. Um, we will be on then. Uh, Dan Cripps is doing uh, – you'll get his – Best of the meeting uh, towards the end of the show as well, or maybe a couple. Depends how many he's got for the show. Uh, we'll have a new guest on every week, but uh, no, it's a good little project. Um, and where can we find SEN on the AM dial? Yes, AM dial. It is uh, six twenty-seven AM. Better confirm that. Probably six fifty-seven. Six fifty-seven AM. You're really, mate, really, honest, sell, you're really selling. Yeah, this I, screw, I haven't right? written anything down for this. Yeah. Uh, the best, the best part, uh, the best way to get on is the uh, download the SEN app and Correct. listen directly through there. It's far clearer than trying to put the wireless onto a 657 um but in the meantime as well the high the wild west because obviously Crip is coming on and doing a little segment here we're going to just put the wild west uh on a little hiatus uh for for the next three weeks while you're while you're doing the bet yeah fair we've edge. got initially got a one month contract for the for the bet fair edge yeah. uh so we just decided it wasn't worth doubling up and, and doing the both of them but did, uh, did Crip you- stuff will still be available um on on the edge and you'll obviously hear more dribble from me and uh Miles, did you feel up. like you were a bit overexposed with the with with the the one one the Wild West and the bet, yeah. the Betfair Edge? Was it yeah. just a little bit too much Guru out yeah, there? Yeah, just a bit, bit, bit too much. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's it is a bit too. Yeah, basically that's the best way of putting it. It is a bit too much. It's it's too much for me, so I could only imagine it's too much for everybody else. <laughs> so um, yeah, now two mediums is uh, is plenty, especially with this one going for about six hours. And also, if you if you're just tuning into the preview edition of the one one, uh, make sure you check out our chat with Simon A. Miller. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good man, Simon. He's always a a good character, good person, WA person, WA racing person to speak to, and had a fair bit to say, and has some uh, some key runners at Belmont on Hyperion Stakes Day this Saturday, June twelve. Terry. Yes, no, I always enjoy talking to Simon. He is a uh, a cracker, one of the great personalities. Of the game, you don't get too many just uh, bland old cliches from Simon. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't get his own podcast because he might blow us out the water. Uh, I would be cooked. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to do this one because I just want to listen to his. To be honest, Uh, yeah, it'd be uh, (laughs) yeah, it'd be hard to beat. Um, But anyway, it's time to move on. Preview. Okay. Uh, it is why why is it BJ such an early start I wanted to ask you actually as well we're a snap crackle and punt to steal a line from Richie Callender uh, 11.17am I wonder if that's is it because the footy's on over the road I don't know is there footy on Doc is, probably. Uh, Doc is playing oh, Gold Coast Suns for their twenty-seven supporters. I get. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, that's very odd. Anyway. Maybe, maybe it's been getting a bit. I have no. It's been that, darker, but do, I still think Darren McCauley's been commenting when yeah. the Masters rolled around how dark it's been. So maybe they've brought it forward a touch. Yeah, the beacon. Mm. Yeah, very, very early start. But um, look, weather-wise, it's a really difficult one. Um, just having a cri- uh, chat to Crip actually a little bit earlier on the blower, and uh, we were discussing what condition the track would be, and which we're really not sure because it's um, there's obviously meant to be up to 20 mils today which is thursday uh tomorrow sort of says one to five and then saturday zero to two zero to three so yeah we don't really know how much um how much rain the track is going to get i I don't think it'll be too bad uh eight meter pad it was 15 midweek so we're not copying um any well it's not sloppy from the racing Mm. midweek because there was a a big gap there but look i think soft five soft six bj i thought the track was pretty decent yesterday yeah, I thought yeah. it played it played great. Horses made runs on the fence. Some leaders kicked and won. Uh, horses came right down the outside. It was um, yeah. I, I think um, more tempo, it, it's a really more good tempo than more tempo related. Yeah. And it's a really good time to just um, not think too heavily. Belmont is playing really, really fairly. Um, I think we sometimes look at 
maybe an incident or two and, and forget that, hang on, this track is playing brilliantly and, and winners are coming from everywhere and, um, yeah, just, just bet, bet into that accordingly. Be mindful, though. It might chop up as the day goes and we need to be wary um, about certain lanes, but, um, no, just fair. Okay. Race one of the day is a tab touch West B Platinum Handicap over the 1,000 metres, just the seven runners to face the starter, 11.17am commencement, as Terry mentioned previously. Funny old race to start the day, isn't it? Yeah, it is a funny old race to start the day. The market's done a few funny things, I think. I feel like since I last looked at it too, fiery bit water. Of, bit of refresh to see where we're yeah, at. Yeah, fiery, fiery water. Fiery water is uh, is currently your, your market elect. I think I I don't think I know I had fiery water as my um, – Where's that? I had it as my uh, outsider. I'm on the I'm on the sports bet app. That's uh, I find that's one of the easy ones just to order the prices. Mm. And that's the way I like to look at it. Where are you looking? I'm just looking at the. You uh, still at McManus McMahon, odds? Brad bet. Yeah, Brad had a little. Brad bet is uh, at the moment number six. Express time is leading the market four dollars twenty, but it's a wide open. I think every runner is in single figures. Yeah, mm. uh, Brad's telling me he's had eleven masterclasses in a row now. He's up to so he's looking for number twelve, and I barely had a bet with him this morning. So. I uh, I reckon he might have. Uh, well, he's agreed with me or my markets at least. So that means he must have done well, obviously. But yep. uh, yeah, look uh, across the board. That that probably tells you a bit about the race. The fact that there's a few different favourites on a few different mediums. Mm -hmm. But um, I've got fiery water. No chance whatsoever over the thousand meters. To be honest, I think this is a bit of a prep run. Then they've just dropped it back. Um, give him the run here. But you don't have to see Pikey going on for a prep run. How how could you be on it with confidence? Like it went best runs have been over fourteen hundred. But I mean, it was a good win when it knocked off Born to Try before fourteen two two ago, and that was just about the first horse beat at Pinjarra the other day. I don't know. Has, have you read anything as to why it performed so poorly? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Um, yeah, as I said, to me it looks like they're just getting it back to Belmont, freshen yeah. up, and they might have a 1,200-meter race. I, I'm sure they preferred this was over 1,200, but when you've got only the seven nominators over a 1,000, you think, well, we'll just go here. We'll just go this way, you know? Yep. Um, but, yeah, Fiery Water is a horse I think that needs further. So it's it's a race. It's it's a lot. Of, it's very easy to knock horses. City yeah. Circle's uh, none for 10 or 11 at Belmont. Never – uh, ran any real races in the wet either. But in, in saying that, while the numbers look really bad for City Circle, if you go back to um, to her run um, 14 days ago, I think Lactar just kept a real strong hold of her for half the straight. It was very odd. Mm. Um, and she's been beaten one and a half comes a time at Belmont on a soft six. Um, and it was a really nice run. Devoted star second who's, yeah. like, who's a fancy later in the day. Exactly well. right. So it was a really nice run. But, again, it's, it's hard to come at a horse that deep into a prep um, who has the such – Ordinary numbers at the track and uh, and on rain affected. Um, it's just yeah, it's a race full of nonnies. Mm. Um, Snippy Miss and Better and Bell. Snippy Miss is flying. I actually think it's it's in close to career best form. But um, back to the thousand meters for a nonny, like just can't have it. I mean, to me, the only horse I can back here and and that's that's Express Time. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought. Uh Thousand meter horses for thousand meter races, and yeah. Express Time is uh, eight starts for three wins a second and two thirds um, over the one thousand meters. And on the uh, on the quick backup after being a twelve dollar chance in the Amasinas comes a time Reign of Terror race last Saturday. Yeah, gone early, which was my only concern there, really. But did I guess did fight on well enough to only be beaten two point eight lengths Amasinas, who is clearly a horse on the rise. But um, I think. The key thing here is um Elite, i never yeah. like the sprinters um on the seven day backup second up either that's that's always a concern there's a lot of concerns you for me but it's, mm. the only, it's the only horse i can find but they're the lady yeah express time should cross find the rail run them along um 
loves the slop. Best runs are, are in the best couple of runs have been on the um, on the wetter surfaces. I remember and, um, on a uh, rain affected at Ascot last break when he whacked Cocky Joy by yep. f- over four lengths. Um, so inside it, pad was off that day. She, that she, off. sorry, express time. Yeah. She, if she turns up. Uh, in that kind of form on the on the rain affected on Saturday, she's going to be hard to catch out in front. Yeah, she will be, and she's going to be chased by uh, chased by a bunch of nonnies. So mm. yeah, she makes the most sense to me, and uh, she's the only horse that I will be considering backing here because um, you remember my mid year resolution, BJ. Stop no. backing nonnies. No more nonnies. <laughs> no more no, no more nonnies. No more nonnies. Far better. Mm. No more nonnies. So um, yeah, I uh, express time for me, and um, look the four eighty. Who were you referring to? Who was I referring to when? When you when you were like no more nonnies, what horse were you talking about? Because it almost won, didn't it? Which one? Or did it? Well, win? almost. That's the key thing about nonnies, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. That is that is. The I remember key when thing. this the horse loomed up, and I, the first thing that came to me, my oh, head playing was, red, was no more nonnies. Playing red. No, it was. Yeah, loomed up alongside no dust for me. No, it was. It was that was the that was, it was following that discussion. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll remember okay. it. It'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm do- we'll try and avoid the nonnies. Express time's three from 10. Leads, loves the wet. Uh, any type of improvement in that first up run will be very hard to get past just, just, a thousand. And I think just run them along, Brad, and um, make them just keep it simple. Yeah, keep them simple. Keep it simple. Sure, right. Vital Blast uh, will be in the breeze. Bar shoes are on. So, pretty confident they can shake off Vital Blast. Okay, race two. I'm 380, by the way, express time. So the oh. 480 is probably enough, but it's if it, I don't know, it feels a bit uh, I'm pretty-ish to me. Like yeah. if, I just, if I just stay out, there'll be big money for a, a horse like Snippy Miss or something, and you see, you see your best. I don't know. It, it's These are one of those markets I genuinely think sometimes you can try and get the best price. You can try and um, do, your, do your markets as accurately as possible. You just can't predict how money will move in this type of event. So I, I think if I – wake up or if i see big rain coming friday a bit more unexpected rain it's going to be a soft seven type thing i'll be i'll be locking in the 455 bucks pretty early because i mm-hmm. think the money will come stronger the lower the track rating is um with with her record on the wet if it's if it's going to be closer to a soft five um it might be able to hold fire and, and back it late okay yeah i was thinking more like four 450 express time but uh but yeah happy to take the Listen to the guru. Defer to the guru on this one. Race two is a free entry to Belmont Park Plate. It's great to see that they still got free entry going at mm. Belmont. Um, well, they don't have any ability to charge people there. So if you look at how you enter the, just jump, if you, if you just look jump at the, honestly, if you look at how you enter, there's no real way to charge people because it's out in the open. You can't have any. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. speaking of jumping the fence. Mm. Uh, I think the listeners would probably like to know. How your horse is, material witness went around. Yeah. Yes, they got loose in the preliminary. Actually, in scary. the mounting yard, I actually uh, was in the mounting yard um, uh, talking to trainer Luke Fernie because New had brave. Oh, we didn't touch on New had earlier. No, actually. we can t- touch on her sh- surely. But and then material witness reared up and dislodged William Pike, and then just made a beeline for the for the stalls and was very lucky to escape serious injury. Have you got an update for the listeners? Yes, uh, that was quite scary. I, I couldn't make it out there, unfortunately. I was doing my my, my best, um, but couldn't make it out there. But I was tuning in, watch, listening to uh, to Brittany and Scott uh, on Sky Thoroughbred Central and, and saw it all happen. And, um, yeah, it was a very scary moment seeing uh, seeing him take off like that. But, uh, no, he's, he's pulled up. A treat they've grabbed him well they do a great job um down there and um they're actually looking for a race next week so incredible that's uh yeah incredible when the, this just listening to the to the way that uh as i said scott and Brittany reacted 
I felt that it was going to be it, – it didn't look good. It, no. it, it made me fear the worst type thing because um, he is a horse with massive problems. That's the second time he's been scratched at um, the gates or very close to the gates um, on race day. So he's a horse that um, definitely uh, has a few tricks. But, uh, no, he's fine. Good to go. From from my vantage point, it, it didn't look didn't look good at all. And uh, but a the horses escaped um, injury free, and no, uh, the William Pike was fine. And the gate attendants who had to react when the horse charged towards them, no no one got injured. So uh, everyone should buy themselves a lotto ticket, I think, because that that could have gone really nasty. So, but it was a terrific outcome for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a yeah, it was a bit of a pre-race sort of uh, shockwave went through Belmont Park yesterday, and then because um, there was a few of us out there to cheer on Newhad as she resumed from a spell in the one-one colours, led them up with underneath uh, apprentice Tyler Becker and boxed on bravely into third place, Terry. So hopefully that's a good stepping stone onto towards the remainder of her campaign. Yeah, I think so. The, the way the race was run, um, she half led, half didn't. There's just nothing worse, mm. I, I think, when you're on a leader. So I think that we expected a few of the leaders to kick up, but she might have to take a sit. And yeah, it was just a, it was a difficult, uh, probably just a difficult watch, I think, in that sense. But we saw enough to know that she's going to have a good campaign from here and um yeah i'm sure luke will map out a suitable option second up and let's hope we can notch our first winner be nice to the crew be nice to go around silks look good yeah thank you the, the, yeah, that's okay the uh it'd be nice to go around on a sad day so we can get uh the majority of the yeah. ownership out there to, to cheer her on but we'll leave that up to uh luke LK. kyle Fernie. Um, be nice to get it a win. Like, it'd be good if we could win just like a winter bottom or something you know with the group that'd be really yeah. good so we'll leave that up to luke kyle so, Fernie, hey? so Winterbottom for Newhead. Yeah, be nice. Railway that. for Dig Deep. Yep. And what are we doing with Material Witness? Well, just just don't injure anyone. <laughs> yeah, just just get around safely. <laughs> Tell you what, Material Witness would have won that by three lengths yesterday. The, the way that race the was run, the way the race uh, panned yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, a bit flattening in that sense. But very happy that uh, Material was supported up well. Happy that Newhead uh, ran another brave race, and we got a good prep ahead and onwards and upwards. Very okay. good. Back to race two, the free entry to Belmont Park Plate for two year olds over fourteen hundred meters. There was a bit of a danger that this race might have been deleted actually early because there was low noms, but it's ended up with a um a field of eight however it's key to remember that the current favorite a stripe a strape a stripe uh went around at uh, belmont yesterday so if um so that remains to be seen whether daniel morton will will give her the quick backup in this race yeah it makes it hard to discuss to yeah. be honest aj uh had a bit of a gut Buster Strape hasn't been. Um, it's been crueled by barrier draws in um, in her short career to date. Uh, but yeah, can't comment until we know if she's going around. I suspect they'll scratch a two year old after a gut buster on a three day backup. That seems like a bit of an ask. Um, the race should be between if she does come out. Guard mm-hmm. the safe and Desengo. I really believe with the stronger jockey Joey has a party going on guard the safe. A young horse who I think just needed. Um, yeah, just, just a stronger jockey last start. Boy, would have got the chocolates over Bandolier Bow. Uh, I think Guard the Safe gets the job done. If you watch uh, his trials leading up to that, they were just – they were huge, absolutely mm. huge. And he actually jumps pretty well too. So in a race devoid of speed, um, like any of these could lead really. Any, anything could land forward. Yeah, it's I'm a not, funny one, isn't it? Yeah. I wasn't too perturbed about going deep into a map. It was more just about who I thought was suited. And I think it's Guard the Safe first to Sengo. I've marked this race without a strapey, so you can't, I can't bet yet until it comes out. 
but I've got guard the safe 280 to Sengo 350. Okay. Um, and they're the only two winning chances I've got. If they show real aggression with Bandolier or bow to lead, I give it a chance. Um, but that's that's the only way that there could be an upset from those two, I think. Needs time. It was good last start as well. Could his last two and four of the race. But got did, home. Did a lot wrong, didn't it? Got home alongside uh, Crowned Princess, who's in this race and's had a million chances and wasn't necessarily much of a better run than Crowned Princess. Mm -hmm. And that horse isn't much chop. So two-horse race, if a strapey comes out, guard the safe to Sengo. Guard the safe for me. Okay. Uh, a strape, a strape. Uh, if it goes around, I think um, I think it's got a bit on these from a class point of view. But do you want uh, to back a two-year-old off a gut buster on three days? Not really, but um, we'll see. We'll see what Dan Morton has in store. I know there's a two-year-old mile midweeker perhaps coming up that they might scratch and go to that instead. If a strape does come out. I think it's between Desengo and Guard the Safe as well. I'm going to take on Terry. I think I saw enough from Desengo that uh, this fellow can improve further. Third up, thought that uh, he got, sort of went back and covered a lot of ground on the turn and worked to the line as as well as uh, Bandolero Bow and Guard the Safe last start, I think, with further uh, race day experience and from a nice low draw in a race that shouldn't be high pressure, I think Desengo can edge Guard the Safe in a photo. In a photo. Yeah. We're going to get Jay Arda to do his best work late and um, call him into action. Yeah, hope, um, hopefully the mirror's working. Yeah, hopefully. Very, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Uh, yeah, no, look, just a, a race that we can't really discuss anymore until we know if um, Danny Morton's runner is in or out. Uh, race number three. I found this to be the trickiest race of the day. Um, Dream Horse in cinemas. Have you seen... Have you seen Dream Horse? What's Dream I have Horse? Not, what's going I have on with Dream, seen Horse? Dream Horse? My what's, father, what's my father has seen Dream Horse. Is he, does he star in it? Or? Uh, he went along with my eldest sister Sharon, and he has been ringing me up every day since, uh, asking me why I haven't gone to watch Dream Horse yet. He's a huge rap on it. Dream Alliance is an unlikely racehorse bred by small town Welsh bartender Jan Vokes. Okay, what are we? What are we? I really like to see a Rotten Tomatoes type rating. They're told that's the that place to go. Is it a? Let's see. Oh, 100%. Oh, fresh. Oh, there we go. 100% fresh. Dream I horse. I maybe need an outing. To the, I think that to might the be Bernie Ryan's ratings there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, I've never I've never heard him so enthusiastic after a uh, trip to the cinemas. Not since we went into a Braveheart a long, long time mm -hmm. ago, Terry. Has he been this keen on a movie? So Bernie Cups Ryan, he gave it uh, plenty of licks of the chock top, that's for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. All right, the Dream Horse in Cinemas Handicap, 1,400 metres, 62 plus. Um, Things don't get any easier here, do no, they? No, I told you before we started, I'm a real, oh. I'm a real back end of the card type person in regards to what I'm looking forward to, to having a bet on. Um, but I remember probably sitting here at the same time last week and saying to you, um, really unenthused about the card at this point in time. And, <laughs> Shol uh, and it was shoulder all, arms. <laughs> and it was, yeah, I was shouldering arms. And the next thing you know, Betfair just goes, hang on. And they go, hang on, hold my beer. I'm going to back uh, Mrs. Brown's boy into yeah. uh, into three bucks. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll play. Uh, this Neurologic, Marty Allen, Keshaw Duran, the first of a couple of uh, Marty Allen, Keshaw Duran's on the minimum. We're probably going to see jump and run and roll along. Um, probably not what they want to see with, with Sun Sun, I'd suggest. That, uh, that particular 
entrance into the race. It probably means Suns and the best can breeze um, on and then, then, logic. And then you don't really know what they're doing with I'm Eugene. Yeah, then you get I'm Eugene and even Miss Ivy League is showing mm. some speed in, in its career. Yeah. Um, look, I, I don't know what Adam will be thinking, Reese Suns. And I know I have heard him say, and she's got to you as well. Sorry, yeah. it's got a lot of early speed. When it did jumps, miss it. Yeah. Yes, did miss a kick last week. Um, but I um, I know that he thinks, I heard him say, the quicker the better with Sun Sun because it can say, sustain a good run. Uh, might have put last week's loss down to the fact it was the kickback on a good tempo. Yeah. There's probably excuses there um, with Sun Sun in that sense, but he's also run some good races settling rearward. So um, I don't think there'll be a change of tactics in going back, but looking at this speed map, it might be a good opportunity to um, to have a go and, and ride him a little bit colder. I'm, I'm not too sure. But look, from the map, it's hard to come at Sun Sun with too much enthusiasm, but it wouldn't surprise me if it wins. And then you've got the Spruker. Can he win again? Um, beat Timely Outburst, who ran second to Graceful Girl. A really good second to Graceful Girl, too. And that form obviously looks wonderful. Map's really nice. Uh, she's God to you. It was really nice again behind Graceful Girl. Billy ain't silly. Previous run, huge. Uh, probably a bigger run than the Spruker that day. Um, I think she's the a charmer was in the race as well. She came out yep. and uh, ran second last that day. Exactly. And then before that, obviously knocked off Fanta and, um, uh, and was super when leading throughout for Natasha Faithful. So uh, they're the three sort of uh, proven runners who have got the runs on the board on a Saturday and then they're going to be taking on Jedi Mind mm. who um, comes out of a really strong maiden and class one victory. So look, I, I don't really have a strong opinion here. All I know is that Jedi Mind uh, I think has been the target of early support. Um, the one thing I'll say with Jedi Mind, oh no, not too much early support, sorry. Not sure where I was looking before. Um, I think you were you were predicting support for Jedi. I Mind, was yeah. predicting support for Jedi Mind. The one thing is, it's it's beaten nothing. Um, the the three or four horses behind Jedi Mind in the maiden in class one haven't yet gone on to frank the form. Allegiance goes around today, but that's a weak maiden. That doesn't mean much if it does come out and win that. Um, yeah, I I really am not sure. Bj, she's got to you the Spruker map nicely. Maybe they're the two I'm looking at. But big money for Ghosty Walks last Saturday. Did you? See End up starting almost equal favourite with Brooklyn Pier. Yeah, which was, that's, which was another interesting money mover, wasn't it? That's yeah, wild money, wild money at the thousand. So goes two walks, one first up at the thousand metres. It could not have been gifted. Yeah, um, a race more so. It, it sat on the back of Maiden winner Crypto Queen, who had just got past. It had sat in back black three deep, no cover outside of it, and the favourite, no white flag, missed it. Was back last. It just. It was just a gift. Um, it went up into a race, which was panels hard. I only got two and a half kilos uh, weight relief, and yeah, the money, the money came, and just never in the race. Mm. So very odd move. But uh, no, I've got. I just, I got no interest. This one, of the, the probably the the races I've had the least interest in uh, from a betting point of view um, that I can remember. Yeah, I in the leg up. I just, I went and ended up siding with the Spruker. I. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to perform as well as he did first up. He got the gun run for Sean McGrady. But what I liked is that when Sean angled outside, uh, timely outburst heels and let him go, geez, he was strong late. Even his last 200 was, I think, the 11th or 12th best of the day. And it was a very fast race and the track was was pretty pretty quick on the day. But it was a very fast race for, for, um, for a three-year-old handicap. And... Um, Really, and all the form behind him has has stood up, and I just thought, oh, hang on, this this horse is this horse might be a bit better than than I think. And from gate two, he's going to get a similarly soft map on Saturday. He 
hasn't really done a lot wrong in his career today. If you go through his form, he's been really consistent, really honest. He's obviously progressed. Doesn't tell many lies, does he? No, it doesn't. And he's obviously, but he's called the Spruker though, so that's interesting. Uh, he he's going to uh, Steve Wolf's going good. He had a couple of placings yesterday, sort of picking off a winner here and there. He's uh, migrating his team from the majority of his team from Albany to Ascot for the winter months, as he often does. So the Spruker, nice, nice enough horse. I think he's just going to get the nice, lovely run. Suntan I was a bit disappointed with the other day. She's got to you, was really good in a good race last Saturday, but missed the kick and I'm not sure where it's going to get in running. Jedi Mind's going to get back and, and run on, but can he can he get over the top of the Spruker? Not too sure. I think this is this is Spruker's as good a chance as any, and he's probably going to be the one that wobbles in the market. So that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to back the wobbler. Yeah. Um, out of the four, I think there's four winning chances with Sun Sun. She's got to you, the Spruker. And Jedi Mind, I'm going to be pretty happy um, backing a drifter here without uh, without any real issues, but uh, not a race we'll get too stuck into, PJ. Yeah, and then last start uh, before a spell on Boxing Dad Ascot, the Spruker pushed a horse called La Farola in a three-odd race. Over over fourteen hundred and La Farola looked like being a, a potential Oaks filly before she got in, injured in the autumn. So I think maybe the Spruker is just one that's on the rise. So I think he might be able to do it again. Yep. Race four is the Western Race Picks handicap. Simon Merritt and his team at Western Race Picks they do a very good job on looking at some of the the uh, Western Race Picks stuff on the on the Who's wall. Who's in it? Which horse? Uh, Dig deep and uh. two year old of the year Tin Snip. Uh, fighting out the finish of the Karakata Plate, and they fought out the finish of the WA Horse uh, Two Year Old of the Year that year as well. And um, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> Western Race Picks they do a tremendous job covering uh, yeah. uh, from uh, all the way from from Broome all the way down to the uh, to Bunbury, and they do a tremendous tremendous job. Simon Merritt and his team, and they sponsor Race Four of the Day, Guru. Yes, race four of the day. Um, this was a really nice race to uh, to to map because it was a really uh, simple little map. Bj uh, Zephyr just a, Queen, just a simple little map. I thought it was simple. Zephyr Queen on top, recharger breeze. Yep. How did you go? Similar? Yeah. And then I had a couple of potential roadblocks in yeah, cor- Cornflower and Bethenjar, maybe kicking up. Couple of RBs, mm. couple of blocks of road. Mm. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, it looks a, a great map for Zephyr Queen. Um, big note I've just got with Zephyr Queen is trust. How much do we trust Zephyr Queen? Was gone a long way from home last start. Came back to run third. When I looked at the placings, I was just in. I was in shock almost. What what shocked me? Sat outside Sun Sun. Did beat, all the work. Beat Sun Sun. And, and it came off. Came two lengths off Sun Sun on straightening and beat at home. You have to respect that that run, and you have to respect the run and beat the bro who sat deep in a race. Yeah. They went about six, seven lengths quicker than bench to the turn, and um, and, and boxed on like they did. Uh, the Billy Ray form, we need, we probably need to some time to assess if that's going to be a good form one. But but Billy Ray got it soft, um, peeled out, and from that situation, Pikey was always going to run the quickest last two hundred and, and and win the race. Um, but look, for, for me, Zephyr Queen gets it nice and softly out on top, and as I said, recharger. To the breeze, um, I, I went back through Beat the Bro and you try and figure out if a horse is a nonny or if it's just been a bit stiff mm-hmm. on various occasions. Oh, but that was the horse. Was it Beat the Bro? It was, it was, no, it was the other one. Tiff Tiff Spoken. Tiff Spoken. Yeah, which one last week? Which yeah. one last week? That was the, that yeah. was the, the horse who, who we framed the No More Nonnies conversation around. Yeah. It, it got up and won. Yeah, well, yeah, not much to say to that really. Yeah, Tiff has spoken. It was, it was a good win too, actually. Yeah. A little bit of money. Around for Tiffany, yeah, and well um, ridden by Alan Kennedy as well. Just that forward momentum, you know. Yeah, like, and got 
got try for us on on the hop and got, uh, pinched a break and held on. So yeah, so no, no longer a nonny. Yeah, yeah, one by a lip. Yeah, it was, it was trying to lose. I think mm, I think okay. it was trying to lose late there. So, but I don't I don't think beat the bro is a nonny. I think beat the bro has been stiff several occasions uh, through his career. Like in our mind, I don't know about. In our minds, I'm just going. Our minds are connected. Yeah. Uh, in in a lot of people's minds, uh, I think you want beat the bro out and rolling and, and being. Um, you almost don't mind beat the bro being deep, but I think it's just because he's put in big runs doing so. That's not necessarily the best way he's ridden. Um, some of his best runs have been from inside alleys, landing a little bit closer. He doesn't have to jump too too far off them. Uh, as you said, the roadblocks in front of him are a bit of a concern. But um, look, I think beat the bro is, is low flying, going better than all of these comfortably. Should be really really hard to beat with normal luck and the long Belmont straight in running um a lot of respect and a lot of lot of probably um just 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 a, a general respect for zephyr queen and how good she is when she finds a suitable map on a wet track uh, if they've got her back anywhere near her best and she can repeat that run um from a fortnight ago she's just naturally going to be really hard to get past yep. um on a wet track and as you said with a couple of slow ones parked on her back um and the, the third chance i think in this race is is the one the market will probably forget and that's recharger yeah i was just um, about to say that yeah, I've marked Recharger significantly shorter than the current $26, $27 mark. Uh, first up, trial was really, really good. Um, Sean O'Donnell didn't really ask for a huge effort. Uh, in that trial was OBH, Native Chimes, who won yesterday. Ghosts Walks, who won first. Ghost Who Walks, who won first up. Speed Drome, who's put in two really nice ones since coming back. Um, recharges a horse who goes better on the wet tracks. Usually ridden by um, Steve Parn and Peter Nucky. I, I like Maddie going on a horse that can roll forward and she can just sort of let it do its thing in the breeze and, and box on. Poor old Pete Nucky was like four or five deep, no cover the entire yeah, the other day. Beaten seven or eight lengths, but yeah. that that doesn't matter. You can put a line through that. And yeah. He actually like he actually travelled pretty well around the turn into it. He just he just had a stitch as he was more than entitled to do so. Yeah. So um, don't know if he'll have. Do I don't know if Recharger as an eight-year-old has the ability to land in the breeze and and win a race of this nature, but um, yeah, there's some there's some thin ones uh, there's some thin ones behind him, so I'll be definitely having something on at near that thirty-dollar mark. But um, beat the bro for me, BJ looks your winner. I just I've marked him three bucks. I just I just want three fifty to play. Okay, I agree. Beat the bro looks his looks his race for sure. What are we doing with these two Peters horses? Uh, I see that William Pike is opting to ride Secret Statue, who's a get back run on, jury out type horse. We'll find out a bit more I don't about think, him. The thing is, I don't think the jury's out. The Secret Statue is just, and bro, they're just that. This is how good they are. Just because they're wearing the pink and white, uh, this is just how good they are. Well, they've like, only had seven starts, so. Yeah, they can continue to improve. I mean, Secret Statue last start made its run with Brother Paddy, bless its little heart, who. Um, and had every right to to be to be popping past Brother Paddy then. Like I don't think Secret Touch is an impossibility because no. for Barrier Seven, I think Pike could ride an absolute gem and beat the Broke. He gets some bad luck from the inside alley. Um, coming into Barrier One, beat the Bro with a scratching of Yulong Earth. So, um, I, I don't think it's an impossibility, but I I think the market's going to continue to. And one thing we love to do, and I love to do, is to pick up on Bob. Peter's runners who I don't think are as good as the market often thinks, basically. Mm. We, we've, we've found that with Celebrity Man, its first three runs. It started incredibly short odds three times in a row for a horse that really hadn't shown all that much in trials. So Secret Statue, do you know the one, the one reason it continues to start probably thinner than it should? That maiden win. Remember Wicklow Princess kick clear after doing all the work? Yeah. If you just go back through that, analyse that maiden win, analyse what it beat, analyse the horses that ran third, fourth and fifth who were actually running on and, and running not as good a last twos and fours, but they were running reasonable last two fours as well. It 
it's aesthetically made to look a lot better than it actually was. So sure, um, I thought he was pretty good behind Vane Tempest first up. Huge, though. yep. Yeah, so but, like, uh, that's when I thought it might have been a here we go. We're, we're turning, I didn't think we're I thought the, the other day it wasn't too bad. It was wide, had to had to make a sustained run. Brother Paddy had to make a sustained run. Had the back no. of brother had the back of brother Paddy. No, it didn't. Didn't it? No. Brother Paddy was did not in popped not, out at not not about in, the seven. Popped brother, out brother about, Paddy was bar, about barrier three. Brother, brother Paddy was like one one basically, and Secret Statue had to make. But, a, we're going to get a replay up now. But, can, but I, I, Secret Statue had to make a, a longer run uh, down through. Look, I'm not tipping Secret Statue. I think this is the race for for beat the bro. But if there's a horse that's going to knock off beat the bro, especially with building momentum, working through their gears late, it's Secret Statue or maybe a horse like Blow Me Out down on the minimum with the blinkers on. I think the the big thing is as well it's sort of analyzing um how much better that form is than this form so yeah. you're getting so secret statue does drop three kilos on that race and i actually think brother patty's not a bad little horse mm. um new amsterdam ran just behind them count the sessions roy rogers one i think that's a nice horse too so um it may be that this isn't that big a step up in grade for those three kilos so um but what what, what price are you secret statue i was 360 beat the bro and i was 550 secret statue yeah yeah so i'm i'm closer to eight bucks i'm not definitely not saying it can't win the race yeah. but it's sort of it's now 450 at the moment type thing so that's that situation where it's going to start under there's there's some value elsewhere um blow me out i can't have it all yet bj until i see a little bit more just been too disappointing for me okay. um chrissy parnham obviously will be riding for bob uh when the opportunities arise but you would have thought if, if you thought blow me out was going to hit the heights we thought it might have hit she's been disappointing she, yeah she has been the blinkers going on and the good the good draw the low weight she's really well placed by brett pope here i, I like the i like the placement but um i thought chris gave her a 10 out of 10 last start and she just really didn't let down as as you would like so we need to see more from her and holy ghost comes out of a 72 plus as a 64 raider being beaten 2.7 chan talk which is clearly the best form for this race but um yeah just the query is again he's going to be back dead last and he's he's been up longer than um someone that's been up a really long time yeah and he's only won the one from 19 so he's, he's heading into that territory isn't he um <laughs> beat the bro for me if he's going to get swamped for any reason i reckon it'll be secret statue all right Okay, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind, revamped Mastermind competition, BJ. Thanks, Terry. That is correct. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located up on Jacoby Street in Mundaring. If you were in the neighbourhood up there, uh, up in the, in the hills, drop in. See the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. He's uh, up and about at the moment with... Um, with the northern meetings on, he's getting some racing folk coming uh, coming Valley. in on the way back. Yeah. So he's very happy with uh, the work we've been doing here, promoting the Mundaring. And there's uh, definitely some racing flavour going on up there. But we've had two weeks now of our new styled mastermind live, um, Champs and Challenges edition of the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Lockie Taylor, Brittany Taylor faced off in week one and Lockie got the result. And last week he made it two on the bounce, defeating Deccan Chambry three zip. Blew him off the court in uh, in, in last week's uh, Racking Tour Stakes themed mastermind. Since then, as a result of that, we've had a listener and a past previous mastermind winner, Fraser Hay, threw down the gauntlet in uh, on Twitter saying that he would like to come on and challenge Lockie. And uh, then you just happened to randomly bump into him at the footy on Sunday, Terry. Did we did uh, bumped into to Fraser on the way to the Dockers game, um, and uh, he saw the he saw the lady. He had gave me a little ping, 
for uh, for Bright Diamond not being able to let down and get past Comfort Me, and um, he went on to tell me he's a Gold Coast supporter. So, uh, unique man, I'll tell you what. Fraser Hay. Fraser Hay. Yeah. All right, so we've got Lockie Taylor versus Fraser Hay. Let's welcome them both to the 1-1, shall we? Lockie, welcome back. Champion, going for three in a row. What are your confidence levels like, mate? Hello, boys. Um, not very confident at all, really, but we'll, we'll see how we go. And uh, Fraser. Fraser, the challenger. The challenger. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Fraser, welcome to the show, mate, and thanks for contributing to the 1-1. G'day, lads. Thanks for having me on. Now, lads, uh, we've got a couple of uh, – you guys know each other as well, a couple of uh, Trinity College boys. Um, is that correct? Correct. That is correct. Uh, has it been? Uh, is there, uh, you've known you've been coming on. Has there been a little bit of a uh, little bit of chatter during the week? Any uh, any rivalry? Any uh, a little bit of banter? Not a lot of banter, is there? Uh, no, not not really. Fraser's dad yeah. used to be my year eight science teacher. He's a, a great man. Yeah. Is that right? No, no banter on my end. He taught you how to use the Bunsen burner, did he, Lockie? Yeah, he honestly did. <laughs> Big Al, he did. <laughs> oh, very good, Terry. It should be Mr. Haiti. <laughs> Mr. Well. Haiti, yeah. no, should be should be Sir, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should, sir. It should be Sir. Uh, very good. All right, so we've got uh, we've got Lockie and Fraser facing off. Uh, hopefully, you've listened to the last couple, Fraser, so you know the drill. Your names are your buzzers, and hopefully, you've done a, a bit of homework on uh, this week's feature event. I told Fraser, I did tell Fraser to do his homework on the Hyperion on uh, on Sunday, so I, uh, I hope he has. I'm backing him in, by the way. Okay, yeah, I've taken the two dollars thirty. It's a dollar. It's a dollar sixty-five. L Taylor. Yeah, two dollars thirty, which might seem thin for yeah. F Hay, but I'm um, having a little bit on F Hay. First up, yeah. Fraser just win, Perry. Uh, I wouldn't say just wins. <laughs> I wouldn't say just. I've, I've been taught not to say just wins, and it's actually been retired. I've actually never using the saying just wins ever again. Uh, before we go any further, uh, Fraser, you were a p- previous mastermind winner. Did you enjoy your time up at the Mundaring? Well, I haven't actually had an opportunity to get up there yet. So I'm <laughs> Come on. That hasn't gone as BJ had planned. <laughs> <laughs> possibly had to tally and uh, make it quite a big one, I think. Yeah, two yeah, two vouchers, up. maybe. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, Heart of the Hills since 1899. I think we should get this Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind off and running for our Hyperion Stakes Day edition. Lockie, Fraser, just another reminder that your names are your buzzers. Terry, ears on. Ears are on. You are the judge for this week's edition. Here we go. Question one. The first four across the line in the 2018 Hyperion Stakes was as follows. Material Man, Great Shot, Poonamu and Gatting. Which of these did not win a Group 1? Lockie. Lockie? Poonamu. Ah, yeah. He did. One of the Kingston Town. He did. Knocked off. Uh, Hang on, Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, Fraser, with the, Fraser with the steel. Fraser, you got a free hit. You got a one in three chance. What were the other three? What were the other three? BJ? So the two, Give us the material again. man, great shot, Punamu, and Gatting. Which of these did not win a group one? Um, I'm gonna say great shot. Oh, <laughs> no, no! Why am I taking oh. the two thirty? This is the worst bet I've ever placed in my life. <laughs> Oh, oh dearie me! Oh dear, we should have written more questions. This could be a long old, uh, 
That was, that was a good. That was a tough question, though. The, the, the correct I response. Like the correct response was Material Man. He never won a Group One. Did Material Man? Uh, yeah. Won a Perth Cup, which was a Group Two at the time. Question number two, fellas. Name the horse who defeated the Velvet King in last year's Hyperion. Frankie. Ah, uh, Fraser. <laughs> Perfect jewel. Perfect job. Correct. Very good. And you couldn't tell that I'd have vested interest. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he just got his lid in front. Um, a bit like Ella Feller yeah, in the last one, yesterday. That one did hurt me. I wasn't going to forget that one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ah, dearie. Yes. Yeah, I've heard a few people that one, I think. Uh, all right. One nil to F. Hay. Okay. Name the last horse to record two Hyperion Stakes victories. Mocky. Yep. Lucky. Was it Marasco? Oh, I like oh, that. Oh, that, was my own, that was the only question I put in there. That was Terry's contribution. Uh, yeah, that, that's the main reason I want to win the high period, Dig Dave. I just something about Marasco was always one of my favourite horses. Oh, he, it? Was, he was so he was the best. I want, I actually, I want to go and watch some Marasco replays. Yeah, after remember the up. time? I think it was uh, might have been his maiden winner, his class one. He actually ran through the running yeah. round just about, picked himself up, and then went on to win by panels. Who was the jockey? Paul Harvey. Link Robertson. Oh, it was. Was yep. it the missing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So what's the score? One one. One one. Yeah. Ding dong. Okay. Who rode Gatting to win the 2019 Hyperion? Fraser, Lockie. Fraser. Lee Newman. Oh, two Fraser, one Lockie. One more to win, Fraser. You tell Fraser's done his recent homework. Yeah. Okay. Multi-choice. Which of these railway stakes champs did not win the Hyperion? Scales of Justice, Galaxy Star, or Lucky Grey? Lucky. Fraser. Fraser. Here it is for the win. <laughs> I'm fairly certain it was Galaxy Star and she ran second and that hurt me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser is our new mastermind, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing mastermind, three to one, Terry. What a boil How over. Is, how's that happened though after you've gone with great shot not winning a group one? How, how's that happened? Hey. How, how's he come from the clouds to win from there? Obviously, he gave himself a bit of a pep He talk. might have been betting live. I reckon he was trading about six to one after he got yeah, that one. Yeah, on the yeah, exchange. he was out the absolute door on the Betfair exchange. On the bet. bet smarter, not hard. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lockie, first of all, great job at being the uh, the champ for uh, for two weeks. Uh, you're off to a fly. You're, uh, you've got the longest streak to date, I guess. That's something to, to hang your hat on. But uh, no, we, we, we thoroughly appreciate it. And if we can't knock Fraser off again in the... In a in a few weeks' time, we might have to look at getting you back on. But, uh, <laughs> it's no, just well, always, well, always, always good to have Lockie Taylor on the phone, isn't it? It is. Hey, yeah, there's something, a pleasure. Refreshing, there's something yeah. refreshing about there, isn't it? So no, thanks, Lockie. You're you're a champ, and uh, uh, now we pass the baton over to Fraser Hay. He's our new Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations, Fraser. Cheers, guys, and uh, congratulations, Lockie. Uh, good battle. No worries. Right there. <laughs> no worries, mate. Well done. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of salt in that, isn't there? Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Fraser, Fraser, we'll have to be uh, welcoming you back next week when you take on a to-be-determined challenger. So you are the champ. The mon- You are the mastermind, Fraser. Congratulations. All right. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks, Lockie. Thanks, Fraser. Talk to you next week, Thanks, Fraser. lads. Yeah, boys. Yeah, boys. And that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel will be in the mail to Fraser Hay during the week. Fraser, the new champ, Guru? The new champ, Fraser Hay, got me uh, very concerned. Early doors, BJ, with the other uh, great shot answer. One of uh, the more memorable group ones. Who did great shot beat? 
by the lip. Blackheart Bar. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a mastermind week after week, I reckon. Undefeated, 20 on the bounce. Yeah, I remember I was on Blackheart Bar that day. Lun- yeah. Lunging late. I definitely all I know is I definitely wasn't on Great Shot that day. It's one thing I can just but it's one of those wins. That that is one of those wins that yeah. I um You'd never ever begrudge. Uh, it was the Craig Staples Reese Radford combo, probably the, probably a highlight in both their racing careers. I'd Oof. suggest. What about Reese Radford lately? He's flying. Isn't he? He's actually he's actually you'd say low flying. Yeah, humming. Dead he's, uh, he's dead set humming. Um, if he was a bird, he'd be a hummingbird. Would he? Yeah, <laughs> it would be. Fraser Hay is a Gold Coast supporter. Yeah. So he, he wouldn't get to taste victory too often, no, but he certainly did today in the Mundaring Hotel. Big fan of Stewie racing Jew. Mastermind. Big fan? Big fan of Stewie Jew, yeah. Okay. Just like the way he goes about things. Yeah. So, yeah. Got yeah. a soft spot for the Suns. Do you reckon, do you reckon you'd – Or as, as Jared Healy would call him, the gold <laughs> – <laughs> have you heard that? What is he called? Oh, I can't say it on – Oh, yes, it. yes. I, sorry, I've, yeah, I've heard Google that. Google Jared Healy, Gold Coast Suns. Yes. Um, yeah, he that's got, just one of my favourite things. He got a little bit tongue-tied, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon watch that video for those that know I'm talking about. Yeah. Watch Anthony Hudson before he <laughs> says it. I reckon he does it on purpose. Yeah. I reckon Hutto knows it's coming. They've had a little side bet. <laughs> oh, Every time I think about that, that does me. All right. So, All what right. are we going to do for contestants? We're going to have to throw it out on Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh, we, we need, well, we need yeah. to get people. We need to get people who who really believe that they are the mastermind. Yeah. yeah. I want to. We want to put up a. As I, was, I, I mentioned it earlier, like the uh, my end of year function where I get a lot of the the racing the racing community. <laughs> we get a lot of the WA racing team around. We have a bit of a go yeah. um, in in late November, early December. Uh, I think we have like a I'm I, an invite where it's it's food and drink put on for the day, um, pending how I'm going on the punt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I reckon the longest streak. For the year, yeah. uh, can come along. Get them all. Yeah, we'll get them along. Get them all Longest streak for the year can come along for a, a full Arvo day, night, morning, however long it goes for. Um, so that's like a little bonus prize. What do you reckon? Yeah. 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 It's sort I of like, like it. an, it's like a one, one pod in a year thing as well. All the yeah. guests will, will come along. Yeah. Maybe we should get some more merch made up as well. And we, yep. that can be part of the, the winner's, winner's yeah. prize as well. It's a work in progress. Yes. In progress. Watch this space. Watch it. Swoosh, 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 swoosh. <laughs> 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 All right, BJ, race five, the Glenroy Schaff, Breadbags McShaff handicap over the 1,200 metres. Uh, the one Metro win. He had a special yesterday, Breadbags McShaff, told us New South Wales 13 plus in the origin. Told us to get on. So I think they won by about 40. Oh, it, was ma- it was a massacre. Oh. Wasn't it 50 to 12 or something yeah, like that? Not, not what you want to see in Origin, isn't it? You want to see a nice tight contest. Yeah, well, I suppose if you're on the overs, though, you don't really yeah, care, well, do you? He knew. He so knows. Brett Mags, Brett Mags McShap, one yeah. of the um, characters Just- of uh, – WA Sporting Twitter? WA Sporting Twitter. Twitter. Are we giving him that? Why not? WA Sporting. Just go to Australia. I reckon if you were amongst uh, like racing folk and you said, have you ever come across bread bags, McChaff on Twitter? Most, I reckon a high percentage of people would have come across some of his handiwork. That's for sure. Yeah, no, he's, um, yeah, well known. Yeah. Well, no, it's good stuff at times. It can, be, can get a little bit offensive. <laughs> anyway. Uh, BJ, very interesting speed map here. I wanted to uh, to dissect with you and get your thoughts. Um, the three horses who most will, everyone will have settling in their first three are uh, uh, Pooley. I'll start from the top. Pooley with the 62. Uh, Agent J and OBH who mm-hmm. are both elected to claim. Uh, how have you mapped this race? I had Pooley leading. Uh, OBH, outside leader, Agent J, leaders back, Regal, Magic, 1-1. Regal, Magic, 1-1. Yep. 
I like that. Mm. I like where you've jammed in regal magic there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm very similar. I think they'll look to um, sit with O. Uh, Agent J. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll look at the map. Um, OBH and Pooley both won last start uh, leading, so I can't say either of them wanting to take a backward step. Um, the way OBH began really surprised me how sort of what, what about, uh, what about how nothing wanted to lead that race? Yeah, it was very – because there were a couple of leaders. Yeah, Seawave um, led yesterday, yep. but in that race last night just refused to yeah. to take up the running and uh, OBH sort of just scooted across and everyone was licking their lips in delight. It's 550 to 320 and mm. there was only one horse that wanted to go forward. Yep. So uh, we we knew. We can say we that time, can't we? Yeah, Team yeah, Taylor. We, we knew. Team Taylor uh, represent. On that occasion. But um, look, I, I think I actually had a little look at your leg up for this mm. race, BJ. I think you summarised it really well is that um, can OBH be the same horse from the breeze mm. rather than landing in front and i don't know um i don't know if he can um i think it's going to be a, a tougher effort to win from the breeze in a harder race and again he was being chased by snippy miss and wednesday last start and they're a couple of uh what are they they're a couple of non-nons non-nons yeah I mean, if they were that they're a couple of italian <laughs> grandmas <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Right? <laughs> uh, look, I, so I worry in that sense uh, how well he go from the breeze. He gets no weight relief either in a, in a far harder race. Um, Poulet was good winning last start. Uh, it probably needs to be looked at that he only beat Apollo and then Bright Diamond obviously should have beat him who was disappointing um, last week. But um, it's funny with Mitch Pateman going on in the 62, you go, that's a lot of weight. Mm. But Mitchell Pateman is a heavy weight jockey and he's a probably – He's probably a more suited front-running jockey than maybe Sean O'Donnell would be. So um, I'm definitely not willing to put a line through Pooley. But if, if Lactar comes out and says, well, let's have a pop for the lead mm. early if we ping it here, Pooley can't withstand pressure from a horse like OBH and then probably give the kick required to win with the 62, I think. That, that's the way I'm looking at it here. I'm, so I, could they possibly bring them bring each other undone? Yes. Yeah. That's how I'm looking at okay. this race is that yeah. they might look out, they might be bringing each other undone and then you throw into the mix, well, hang on, what if Kesh and they do decide, well, we've got, let's try and... Let's try and lead here. What if what if what if Agent J jumps first and Agent J crosses Pule and mm. Pule we found is is an inferior horse when taking a sit. And I don't think you're winning with a sit with sixty two either. So look, I, at the current prices, Pule's three dollars forty. Um, I'm pretty happy taking on um, Pule at that price. I'm definitely not saying that uh, he can't win, yeah. um, but I just think at the three forty, it's a little bit thin. I think there was some to meet last time we went around, but probably not as much this time. Devoted Star is the runner. I can't believe he's two dollars forty here. So. Last time rounds, this is one of those big drifters I was talking about, BJ, and I made a big case for Devoted Star being a first-up specialist. Mm -hmm. Just puts in just, just a mammoth run basically every time. Uh, he, uh, she, sorry, goes around first up. She was fives out to $12. This is for Grant Nalana Williams, William Pike, Bob Peters runner. Was fives out to 12s and was was one of the runs of the day. You know, She often drops a bit, chases hard from home. She's one of those horses who... You're never going to feel comfortable in backing. And the fact that she's $2.40 here for a horse who traditionally puts in a shocker, absolute shocker. It's happened too many times now just to, to write it off or say, oh, maybe that's just a that's just coincidence. She puts in a shocker second up. If you if you take away her first up runs from her career, she's 12 starts for two, uh, two thirds. That's it. But you got a but for me. No, no. I was just oh. going to say also something that might not be in her, in her favor is this will, even though it's going to be a rain affected, to me, this looks like a race that's going to be a genuine test of yep. the 1,200 metres. She'll be is, is chasing she, Is she going to be able to – that's going to blunt her, her closing speed as far as I'm concerned. The other day she was able to come back. William Pike didn't move on her early. She was in a in her comfort zone at the back of the field, in a rhythm. It wasn't a high-pressure 1,000. And when she peeled and went bang, is she going to be able to um, – 
is she going to be able to produce a similar finishing burst up to 1200 in a genuine test i don't know to, to I, me to me she just seems like she's gonna she's gonna struggle to to make to peel that many lengths off horses like Pootley and obh and agent joe yeah i i agree 100 I've, I've got her closer to seven dollars that i i am absolutely amazed that she is the current two dollars thirty two dollars forty mark especially after the drift we saw and and just knowing how she really um does battle after her first up run so it looks a great betting race for me in that point of view if we're talking I, i'm happy taking on poolie or looking around i'm not taking on poolie with strength yep. um but poolie's 340 devoted stars 230 there's got there's got to be some value in these markets and I'm, I'm i'm looking a little bit outside um the box here and i love that you've slammed her into the to the one one but um ted martinovich and jade mcnaught it's a it's a jockey that's on fire and it's a stable that's on fire as well now regal magic First up, came out of the same race as Pure Devotion did. I reckon she just about wins that if she doesn't get chopped out by comes the time um, with about 100 to go. If she doesn't win, she finishes a full length closer and is beaten along head type thing. Um, she had to change direction at the 100, and, and that was probably over the unsuitable 1,000 metres as well. So I was... I think Regal Magic's a horse that is continually getting under our guard and, mm. and we're probably not allowing for the improvement that's coming in her career. Even if you look at late last prep, she sat three deep outside the speed. Tough. Um, she was super tough going down to Depara midweek. She then came out. Lucy put her in a great spot from the same alley she's got today, uh, landed in the 1-1, and she was too good for No Surrender, who I think – I think uh, What About Moses might have been third in that. Yeah, race. exactly right. What About Moses obviously went on to win the country championship yeah. final. So it was um, – it's really strong form. What I saw first up was was huge. It, it was just it was just huge, and I think Jade also probably made a bit of a blue by letting um, one runner in. I can't think of its name right now. Uh, in front of her, and she ended up a spot further back than she probably wanted to be as well. So look, just just was that the horse of Peter's mythical view? Yes, mystical, yeah. mystical view. Mystical yeah. view. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So um, I I just think that in a race where there's a lot of knocks uh, and i want to be looking around the speed horses i want to be looking around the horse that's going to be last in devoted star i simply can't back a polo if, <laughs> if you if you want to find a nonny even though one five starts ago uh that that is apollo and apollo is going super yeah. there's actually there's no real reason he can't run a big race here but everything to me comes back to a horse who i think is improving every prep and looking at her first up run uh, she's improved once again, and that's that's Regal Magic, and and we're easily seeing the price here. There's double figures each way available, VJ. So mm -hmm. um, if we can get her somewhere near the one one, um, yeah, I'd be tickled pink, and I reckon um, she can run a big big race. I think she'll be better further she goes, but um, this could be a really nice setup for her on the fifty six kilos. Very good. Yeah, tricky little races. Uh, I think Paulie's a really really smart sprinter, uh, but Darren Tully doesn't isn't phased by this horse carrying weight. He has one with 61.5 and 60.5 in the past, carried 60 to win last start. That was off a 41-day break. Uh, I imagine naturally he's going to come forward off that. I think he's got a clue, Darren Taylor. I like like some of the stuff he's doing with his horse. He's got a horse in later in the day called Lady Duckworth, who's a promising stayer as well. So He does have a clue, doesn't mm, he? Very sharp operator. Yeah, I like some of his stuff. So uh, Paulie out in front rolling along. We're get get, going to get a really good guide as to um, – as to where he's at as a racehorse. And uh, Mitchell Pateman's a good booking for mine. So whatever wins is going to have to get past Pooley. Who's the horse that's going to be strong enough to, to get past Pooley for mine? And, um, and yeah, Terry could be onto something there with, with Regal Magic. And I just like some of the runs that Agent J put in last prep. Was a horse who I didn't have a huge opinion of, but ran some really good races. And you got to remember, she ran fifth, 
sat outside leader and ran fifth in the cryptic love that famous cryptic love race mm-hmm. who ran second in that race was salaya third, third in that race line, was last line fourth was comfort mm-hmm. me AJ ran fifth who, who was, was sixth, sixth? Uh, was that Cousin Ivan? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So uh, Agent Jay, like- You're this week's mastermind. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Um, get that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Agent Jay has some a uh, bit more quality than I thought and worked hard outside leader in that comes a time race, was pushed along by Keshaw Do Run. If he decides to do pop- run, run, run. To do, do run, run, run. If Keshaw decides to take the sit, Agent Jay could be in a good spot if Pooley and OBH uh, wear themselves out. Um, did you see that race yesterday? I think this is an extreme example of that. Was the uh, the Native Chimes race with Jet Stanley yeah, just sat, sat stalking a, the speed? It was actually the only race. So I didn't do. You didn't ask. But I'm going to tell you a story anyway. <laughs> uh, I was one race short of getting them all done before the odds went up. So um, I would. I reckon I would have found the horse that was well backed and beaten. So I was probably. I got away with one. But um, halfway through that race, I just thought, oh geez, you don't want to be on this well backed favourite here. There's the separation. The um, yeah, just yeah. You could just see so far out that there was only one so, winner. Some of the hoops, race. some of the hoops were pulling a few Zeds back in the field, weren't they? Hey? Yeah. Well, I think it was um, who was Peter Nucky on the Oxbridge. Runner. Yeah, maybe and Oxbridge just wouldn't go. Yeah, I, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't actually watched the replay, so I yeah. can't, can't comment. On yeah, it. it's it's almost like it was like oh, hang on, and then within a stride there was six or seven lengths between third and fourth. And that like, can oh, happen on slightly yeah. rain affected going where you see bigger separation in the yep. margins, like you see it on the dirt often yep. as well. Um, but yeah, I felt a bit for Pikey and Raquel Williams there because their horse ended up in no man's land. Still probably didn't let down. Yeah, um, enduring, didn't, win, didn't win the second group moment. either but yeah. it's they're the type of races like you review and you go and you look for the best runs out of the race you're sometimes just better pretending that race didn't occur mm. you know but um no good on page kenny though for getting a horse that um justin warwick and peter fernie both struggled to um to get much out of to, to win a race so yeah and another, another winner and for uh, tucker hyde another winner for jet yes another winner for for the jet jet all right so for me race five Paul Lee, and I'm sort of leaning to a little bit towards Agent J as a possible uh, thorn in the side of Paul Lee, and the guru is uh, is liking what he's seen from uh, Regal Magic first up, and hopefully jams her into the one-one. I like the uh, I like you jamming her in there, BJ. That's uh, yeah, that's a nice spot. So yeah, Regal Magic each way. Island Missile, I've got at seven fifty, mm. eight bucks. Um, far better than the the form reads on paper from Barrier One. Get it a nice. Uh, Economical little uh, running trans. It's currently fifteen bucks. That's over my price. I'll be I'll be chopping out there. But um, just a race. I'm going to look to play around the favourites. And um, yeah, I think Regal Magic could be one on the rise. Race six is the Byron Bay Premium Lager Handicap. We spoke to Simon A. Miller earlier mm-hmm. in the show. If you missed that, jump onto the full-length edition of the one-one. You can catch our chat with Simon. And we spoke about this as a match race between. Pans down, who would be chasing a fifth win on the trot, and Nero Dio, who was uh, victorious in an almost identical race to this uh, two weeks ago, Terry. Nero Dio versus Pans down, uh, sharp sprinters, the pair of them, both with uh, very, very bright futures. Which way are you leaning? Uh, as as I uh, bluntly told Simon earlier, uh, I'm definitely with Nero Dio. Uh, one of the better bets on the card. In saying that, BJ, in saying that, Pans Down has won its last four. We had a good feel. Uh, we had a good bet first up uh, at a short price in the country when um, winning uh, when winning a zero metro win. But since then, I, I've always been, and it's it's all been pretty price related for me. I've always been willing to sort of take him on. While you've always been. Very much we're following up, we're following up, we're following up, and you've been bang on with Pans Down every single time. So it's a horse that I clearly 
consistently take a little bit lightly. Um, this is a big step up in grade and you'll say, well, it beats this little test year last time out. But that was a, a funny old race where this little test year, cooked each other in front and nothing else ran on. And like, uh, Long Beach was three wide, no cover. Yeah, just, it, was a, it was a bit it, of a gift. The 2.6 lengths looks probably better than it was, if that makes sense. I agree. When I was but it was still very When nice. I was reviewing the race, I was like, oh, hang on, this – was a gift. Yeah. Just the way the race was run, but it still had to let down as well as it did. But this was it was also the first time that Pans Down was able to get outside of runners this prep. His three previous wins had to sort of um, was Gates of Babylon in that race? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was the that was the ride of the day yeah. from Paddy Carr. Right? Yeah. So first up, second up, third up was in uh, I think first up got the cutaway at Bunbury. Second up, third up had to kick up underneath horses and um, follow the rail basically. Got chopped out a few times. Too. And it, but it was interesting, interesting to see when Pans down was able to get outside horses, how powerfully he was able yep. to let down. So I think there's a, there's a bit in that, and we saw a bit there from Graceful Girl last Saturday. Just a little digression here. Good horses who can who can who can sprint underneath horses. Okay. It's such a good sign. When Graf- a true racehorse. Yeah, it, we'll talk about one in race eight later. It, who's, a, who's a true racehorse that can sprint underneath horses and get through gaps? Champ, the champ. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a good weapon to have, and it's a sign of a horse with with um with pretty good, with a good level of talent who can who can win coming underneath horses. So pants down, showing that, and he, then he showed last start what he can do when he's given a bit of galloping room and in a suitable map. So he's done. He's passed a few tests this preparation. He's only three. The camp. On fire, Paddy Carberry rides this horse well. I think Pans Down is really going to serve it up to Nero Dio, who is certainly no slouch. But uh, I'm narrowly siding towards Salmon A, Pans Down. Yes, I uh, I won't be blaming anybody that goes that way. Um, look, for me, I just think that there's a few more runs on the board coming up to this. So it's a 78-plus sort of category. Uh, Nero Dio, I mean, Nero Dio. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Uh, looks... Just sometimes horses Black. look well-weighted. Black God. Black God. Yeah. Just looks well-weighted. Uh, obviously, that's not how it works. It works on a on a scale and a point system. But, I mean, Highland Beat had the claim last start, doesn't now. This will test you racing slightly out of its grade. Um, so they're, they're the main ones. I mean, we've got Dreams gets the, gets the nice weight swing, um, but there's obviously question marks on. She's probably going to have to race in the breeze with Madame Torio in this race. Yeah, that's probably the first question to ask you, BJ. Do you think there's any chance we've got Dreams can get across um, the the do run and Allen combo of Madame Torio with the 51? If she was going better, I'd say yes. But the way that I think she, she's beginning well enough. Yeah, but, she, but she's just not sustaining it. So maybe they need to just – just come back a peg and and sort of uh, put her in the brace. Well, Com- just with comfortability, yeah. just accept it almost pre race. Yeah, accept it. Uh, I think Madame Torio with Kishore drawn underneath. We've got dreams would be very reluctant to to, oh, to yeah. allow. We, we we've got dreams to cross. I don't think Marty's put um, Kishore onto. <laughs> To uh, fornicate spiders. spiders. <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he'll be having a bit of a go here. So, um, yeah. Look, I'm with Nerodio. The 57 and a half. Earth pans down 55. I just think there's too much, uh, too much quality uh, with Nero Dio. Um, one horse who I think they're they're. Adam's doing a really good job with, and he probably isn't going to get the credit for is this old testure. The mm-hmm. fact that it's um, able to take a sit last start and run a reasonable last 200 like that, it's a horse I never imagined being in a finish unless it was leading, unless she was leading. So, yeah, um, it was, well, like, And I think this looks a great map for her, by the way. It's I always think she fit. comes across parked right behind either Madame Toro. We've got dreams. And she'll be the first one to get clean oh. air and see the judge. One, one. But it's just whether she can hold out pans down and Euro Dio, which I don't think she'll be able to. Throughout her short career – 
this will test her. It's been feast or famine with her. Uh, she's either gone electric or she's gone horrible. But her last couple has, oh, hang on, like she's actually – She's got some continuity in her racing. She's getting some consistency in her racing. Um, yeah, and she she might. It's funny you say because she's always very heavily supported. But this might be she might be one that gets under the guard on Saturday touch. So, um, but for me, I'm pretty keen. Hands down, again. All right, pretty keen. Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right, let's move on. Race number seven, the Crown Perth handicap over the the sixteen hundred meters. Uh, interesting, the return of 651 days. Whatever happened to him? Whatever happened to him. Uh, Zara tight, eight starts, four wins, three seconds. Very, very sharp conveyance, BJ. And uh, I think for Bob to, to hang on that long, oh, insane. That is a fairly patient man. Bob mm-hmm. is in no rush. Um, definitely one they have an opinion of. But, um, yeah, great to see him back at the races. Yes, yes. I think punters are still... Uh, licking their wounds after that Apprentices Cup defeat. That was the last time Zara Tite was at the races. The things that stay in your mind. That was uh, Noir Derue and Jade McNaught and Zara Tite on Brodie, uh, Brodie Kirby, and it's fair to say that Zara Tite was a little bit stiff on that occasion. Mm. So, But uh, he's obviously had some significant issues since then, and that was uh, – so that'll be 651 days between runs. Uh, but he's been brought along slowly and looked back um, stretching out nicely in his recent Lycoo 1,400-metre barrier trial victory under William Pike. But you imagine from gate 11, the outside of this 11-horse uh, field, that he'll be getting back and, and running on and uh, it'll be interesting to see how well he hits the line. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be happy if they can sort of pass four or five on the way home, finish midfield. That'll be a great result. Um, yeah, I don't have him as any part of this race at all, to be honest with you. It looks to me... Like it's going to be a really slack speed. Um, it actually threw me off. I mean, I, I've gone into this race going, right, how short can I get out of that Queen? You know, yeah. I'm thinking, how short can I get it? But BJ, I have this, I have this tremendous fear. First of all, the one thing I I think we're getting wrong with Aberdeen Queen, because I'm obviously a sharper operator than Lindsay Smith, is that <laughs> I think it's a sprinter. I don't know why they keep trying to get her up in trip. I really think her best trip will be 12 to 1400 meters. I think the the turn of foot she has, she loses a little bit the further she goes. Um, but I have this, I have this grave, grave, grave fear, BJ, they're gonna roll forward with Aberdeen Queen. And I think the moment she rolls forward, she loses her greatest asset. That's just my great fear. Cash Tell out. me it won't happen. Cash out if she rolls forward. Unfortunately, Betfair don't have that option, unfortunately. But. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't – that crossed my mind, but I suspect – Otherwise, that, where, I suspect where do they'll we be, get They'll her? be looking to tag Naughty by Nature. Wow, because it's such a – this should be a tight map because Starline isn't the quickest beginner, yep. but it's your obvious leader. Caragenia Aurora perhaps goes to the breeze. Maybe yeah. they think it's time to go forward. Let's roll forward. No, they've been Aurora. really positive with player Marika this prep. I think with Lacto on board, they'll yep. roll. Yep. And the low weight. Yeah, yep. I, I can see that occurring. Did peak last start, though, whether they just say with the lighter weight, do we want to hold her up for one run? I think, um, I think that's why. There's options. Yeah. This, this is a map you could throw a few different things out there. But they're, they're the two I have potentially breezing. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I, I just I felt this was – a difficult, difficult, difficult-looking sort of map. For I know, I know what you're saying, but I, the run that she sustained last start was incredible. And if they, if this is a, a race where they sort of meander uh, through the through the middle stages, then I think she'll. Chris Parnham will somehow find a way to 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 track Naughty by Nature, and he even he can even go a little bit earlier, um, especially if they don't if they are walking. 
in in a way then um and she, what she showed last start the the thousand meter run that she was able to sustain was um if she can bring that to this mile race on saturday she's going to be hard to hold out i think yeah it's i think i've just got aberdeen queen for uh, aberdeen queen um and you call it fatigue. Yeah. Uh, like she's she's won five of 16. It's a pretty good career record, but she could have easily won eight or nine. There's a couple of times. We just don't know how close she would have gone behind Soleil, how close was she that, would have okay, gone Was behind. that her best run the other day, Evan? Yeah. The one thing I'll say about that run is he jagged her so hard out that she wasn't asked for anything till the straight. Um, and it was a wet day. She was able just to continue her work for the entirety straight 450 Un- Uninterrupted. Yeah. yeah. So, my, my, look, my concern here is if she lands in the breeze and Naughty by Nature tags her, I think Naughty by Nature will Wins. probably get yeah. past her. Just, that's, just what, that's just my nagging thought here is, is are they going to think about that? Because they have gone forward in the past and there was a horse called um, Bombay Style that got past her. But <laughs> it was a good – she ran a good number that day and everything. But I just, I just think she loses a little bit of her – yeah, a little bit of her um, her greatest asset if she rolls forward. So, so do, do you think it's a clash clash between the two mares, Naughty by Nature yeah, and Aberdeen Queen? And is there any a third party who can be? Yeah, there, it's a race where there are third parties. Yeah. Like Star Alone will get it soft. I don't think it's got the class. Son of Bacchus, I thought Sean O'Donnell just fell asleep last yeah. start on the yeah. rail. I don't know what he was doing, to be honest. Paul Harvey on from that barrier. He can probably tag Star Alone. And he's yeah. probably one that can just about win again, Son of Bacchus. Um but, yeah. yeah, look, not to be missed, I thought it was super last start, um, held up at key moments. I just don't know if it can out-sprint those two good mares, mm. giving them weight, um, as much weight as he has to. So, yeah, for me, yes, long story short, BJ, I do think it's between those two. Um, I would have loved to have seen five bucks the pair yep. sort of go whack the queen more just for a mental health aspect and then save Naughty by Nature. Um, but they're both around that $4 mark currently, so... Yeah, I from a betting point of view, this is this is a race where it's at a sticky point where I can't take anything now, and I'm I'm probably just gonna sort of hold. I've marked them both three dollars eighty. That's, I marked, that's them, I marked them both three fifty. Okay, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. yeah, pretty similar type books. You're out the door with the rest of them, then. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think there's there's uh, yeah, and I think the thing with Zaratite is I reckon he, he's gonna he's gonna take up some some of the market, but he'll uh, probably I think by jump yeah. he'll be fifteen to one. Okay, yeah, right. I. I <laughs> I just know that like last prep, I've dutched Naughty by Nature and Aberdeen Queen like I reckon three times. Yeah, like this is just I've so done who, it too who, many who's times. Who's going to be the rationale? Yeah, exactly right. Who's, who's, who's going to be well, the rationale? Yeah, as I said, it's not impossible that a few of them can be. And as you said, playing Marika, um, the way it loomed last start, it was going to win the race. Mm. Um, so it's really nice. You'd love to see Lactar on a horse like that because you're getting the big weight swing in your favour. So yeah, look, think one, think one of the two mares. Remember, they're four dollars twenty best across the board. I got them three eighty ninety five percent market. So yeah, the bets are there, but it's uh, there's just not enough in it to get yeah. too excited for me. But um, yeah, one of the two. One of the two for me as well. I'd been a queen on top in the leg. I just couldn't believe how huge that run was last start. But in saying that, Naughty by Nature herself was three wide, no cover the entire, and just got over. She was a better run than leading girl. Yeah. It was four bucks in the in the period. Exactly, which is why this is such a, which a is, tough race to, to a joke t- tough. Uh, uh, assignment to separate these two four-year-old mares. So, um, and the thing with Naughty by Nature is I've just she's. She, She's just going to – she feels like she's going to be a really, really good horse, but will she ever become a really, really good horse? She's uh, an al- this is, like she's an almost. She's an almost. My old man used to call Lash Hansen an almost. Yeah. Uh, like Justin Kaczynski, you know. An almost. An almost. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, this is probably her best – opportunity to win one this prep i think there's no leading girls in, in this as such so uh, but yeah good clash naughty by nature aberdeen queen opinions will be 
divided. Mm -hmm. Race eight of the day, the feature is the Hyperion Stakes, the Group 3 C-Corp Hyperion Stakes, 1,600 metres, standard weight for age, and Terry is declaring one here, Saddlecloth number six, Dig Deep. No, he's, uh, he obviously is a shareholder in the champ, Dig Deep, one of our uh, the podcast pin-up horse, and he was a slashing return in the Belmont Sprint with William Pike on board. Now, I guess the the big uh, question mark that hangs over the C-Corp Hyperion Stakes is can the Velvet King do it again after his dominant Belmont Sprint victory? If he turns up breathing fire like he did on that day, geez, he's going to be hard to beat again, Guru. Yeah, it was really uh, interesting listening to Simon Miller earlier telling us, um, oh, geez, the, the real Velvet King turned up. Yeah. He knew that his uh, his couple of runners, Dance Music and Valorado, have run second and third. He knew they were probably cooked once that had occurred. So yeah. um, obviously the trainers know, um, well, everyone in West Australian racing knows the class that the Velvet King has, but um, can be a little bit uh, – in saying that, he doesn't put in too many bad ones. It's just that he can miss the step badly and, and he costs yourself the race. So, um, And it was interesting um, you're talking to Mitch as well. Mitch said he still hasn't completely fixed up those mm -hmm. barrier woes. Um, and from the inside gate, that could almost end up his undoing. Um, so from a speed, we'll start with the speed map here, BJ. I, mean, <laughs> I as, as you know, I love to start from the top. Yeah. I, I think Money Matters failed. Uh, so success, um, Northern Sprint ran third, went super racing on top of the speed. Went super in the Roma Cup, went winning the Roma Cup, obviously, racing in the breeze and then um, failed last time out. I, I reckon for a horse who's done the, his best racing out in front, even though he's not stepping, I think there'll be a real desperation to lead here. Um, I give him none, just yeah. to, to clarify. I give him absolutely none. But from a speed map point of view, I reckon they'll really, really show some I intense mean, what money happened matters. the other day? Just didn't money. jump well and Joey took a sit. It's actually, I, I think it's a really, it was a really good plan B ride if he goes and takes them on. You didn't, he was beating 10 lengths. If he goes and takes them on, he's probably beating 20. So yeah, just didn't turn up. Yeah. What happened to Massimo the other day? Do you, do you forgive him because it was a hot tempo and he had to take that sit and I, I, similar to Sun Sun? Because it was a similar setup to every, Sun Sun. Everyone, right everyone was saying how lucky he tempo. was in the Roma Cup and I didn't even think he was going that good, Massimo. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He set a record two days later. In that trial. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. It was – I don't really – both those horses have got me scratching my head at the moment. But that, the, the, the thing that they do do is they are key to the speed map. That's, well, that's, that's it for me as well. I'm not really considering either of the pair here in that sense. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd money matters um, rolling hard to get to the top. I think dance music is the one that's most reliable out the gates. But yep. I think Brad Parnham will, will be content sitting if he can. He'd love to sit rather than lead him up. But I think he'll also be – Happy leading him up if that's how it eventuates and money matters is slowly away again. Um, the Velvet King from from that gate is such an interesting beginner because um, he's one that Mitchie needs to give a kick to sort of dig up and get into the race. So I think he might almost end up in the same spot he did in last year's Hyperion yeah. um, on the back of the leader yep. just about. I agree. Um, that's where I had him as well. The map's got a few sort of nuances about it, this map that could end up anyway. He could bomb the start horribly and he ends up four back defence, you know. Or he could end up in front. Or he could end 100% yeah. he could end up in front. Like, listening to Mitch again, it's really interesting. He knows he's suspect of the mile. Mm. I, I don't think he's as suspect as they think he is at the mile. I think that's probably uh, a little bit um, – He might be suspect in a railway. To, but this, yes, exactly This isn't right. a railway, though. Exactly yeah. right. Comparative to the 1,400, yeah. he's suspect, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I had Dig Deep. If Chrissy Parnham can, can rub Dig Deep up out the gates, and I think he'll know where the Velvet King is. I don't, I don't think it's impossible mm. that we can have the back of TVK. Mm. What do you reckon? 
Are you are you getting excited? I'm just saying, is that is that how you are you mapping me? That's exactly how I had it. Well, it's all over there, isn't it? Curtains. That's game set match. Mm. We move on to race nine. <laughs> that's all she wrote. Honestly, from there though, that's that's that's. Uh, that's I think I think map. everyone wants to know what did you price dig deep. I got dig deep six bucks. Six bucks. Well, I've okay. actually got. I thought five, I actually thought you know. I've actually got dig deep five eighty. <laughs> so. I thought you were actually going to say shorter. So yeah. no, okay. no, I got dig deep five eighty. But, but, but I've Velvet also King. told the lads the current eleven dollars. I think we might see better. Okay, Velvet King. I don't think it's probably the time to jump in yet. Uh, Velvet King. I was four twenty. The inside gate just worried me and the reliability issues. Um, I could have had the Velvet King shorter, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, just just a reliability issue from the Actually, inside. Ali. I feel like I'm often happy because the Velvet King was a big result for his last start, and I'm, I'm often I don't know. Sometimes you you don't just want to follow up on the horse for the yeah. sake of that's probably the biggest rule I have in punting yeah. is not following up on a horse for the sake of following up on a horse. So um, yeah, I think I think the Velvet King's the the best credential. The Ranger in the week assists, um, but it could just end up a sticky map. And I'll, I'll ask you one question, and I think you're going to answer the Velvet King here. But dig deep on the back of the Velvet King. The Velvet King, they peel out. Dig deep follows him everywhere they go. They level up with 200 to go. Who wins? Velvet King. Oh, that's see, I disagree. I disagree. At weight for age. I'm, I'm not biased at all either. No, look, it'd be it'd be a war. That's for sure. I wouldn't say. I would, it would be a war. It would be a war. But uh, if it would you, be dream horse. It'd be war horse. Exactly. It'd be it'd be a two horse war down the uh, down the Belmont Street. But uh, look, I, I spoke to you off air about my prices. And I didn't have them in front of me. I actually marked dig deep six fifty. Oh. So it was three twenty five velvet camp. Dig deep six fifty and dance music six fifty. Yeah, I dance music at the same price. Yeah, as dig deep. Valorode, my fourth elect. Now you're going to say to me, how have you got them all so short, Terry? Um, you've got them all very thin. There must be something that's out of the market. Price you got leading girl? Thirteen dollars. Thirteen? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. twenty-one. Yeah. So um yeah, just don't think she's that good. Had leading girl du- double double uh double dig deep and double um yeah. dance music. Yeah, I look, look I, I really like leading girl, but she's gonna be last. She's not good enough. Gonna be last. First crack at weight for age. Second up. She went. She fell in over. I mean, don't. She should improve from the first up run. Yeah, but she, naughty by nature, sat deep. The trip gave her the cart into it, and um, and she she fell in. Yeah, Pike gave her a ten. That was with state attorney with Bob getting a hand with state attorney out in front pressuring Captain King, putting a bit more tempo into it. Oh dearie me. Yeah. But, yeah, one thing you need to be very careful about is taking on a recent white up-and-comer. But, um, no, nah, we've got to take her on here. And we've got to take her on. At $4.20. Can't. Like, at yeah. $4.20. Yeah. Grow up, grow up market. Yeah. I reckon Pikey had his – I reckon if he really gunned ahead at his choice here. Yeah. He's on the jam, I reckon. Yeah. So, so Pikey, Pikey was Bob very – Bob butters his bread. Pike was very apologetic post Belmont Sprint, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Pike's um, – oh, he's great in that sense. Um. A couple of times he's been apologetic, actually, but I don't think he did a huge amount wrong. But he said he should have sat deep the trip and he would have run a clear second. Um, yeah, he said the horse felt great. The big thing with dig deep and the one thing I really like here, and you've got to remember, I know I'm an owner and the last thing you ever want to do in punting is listen to an owner because their horses are never going to lose. Mm. But I think, BJ, knowing me, as you do, I'm fairly pessimistic uh, a lot of the time. I often price dig deep significantly, even when he's won, significantly longer than the prices he goes around at. Um, and I think I have the ability to somewhat price it um, biasly. Um, but 
Last time we went around off a of freshen up was in the Bunbury Stakes. We should have run a clear second to Western Temple. When we missed the kick, we're in no man's land. We're never going to catch a horse that was just flying out in the breeze. Um, game over. We then come out in the Grandstand Cup um, when we were uh, we've knocked off Samazdat, and then we should have won the Old Comrade at our, our our following start as well. So it's a similar setup there. There there had to have been benefit derived, I think, more from Dig Deep than a lot of other horses having that little freshen up first up or fresh into the fourteen hundred. Um, I, I yeah, I just think we really tick a lot of boxes here, and if we can get the back of the Velvet King and Money Matters doesn't stop on us, and we end up in the wrong line, and it ends up being horses coming out wide, um, yeah, I I think that um I think that we can play a massive part in this and stamp ourselves as a railway stakes. I contender. agree, I agree. I uh, it's it's hard going on the going towards the Velvet King after I was where I missed him first up, but he just. He just showed that he had recaptured that form. So really, I'm, I'm not stubborn enough to say that it was a it was a fluke, and that I, I'm confident that he can hold that that rating through to the to the Hyperion. Uh, last season, he ran second in the Belmont Sprint, then he, uh, second in the Roma Cup, second in the Belmont Sprint, second in the Hyperion. So when he, he's a good horse, when he holds form, he's very consistent. Going to get all the favours from the low draw, I, I imagine, as long as he begins well. So he stands out as the horse to beat for me, and that's. Quite obvious, and that's what most people will have. If he gets beat, it's going to be one of either dance music or dig deep for mine. Yeah, I dance music um, five dollars eighty as well. So yeah. nine bucks is a, is a bet for me. I had Valeroid seven fifty. It's nine. That's not a bet as much. That's touch and go. Uh, one other horse. Or well, first of all, I'm expecting big improvement. KC. If you're looking at the the profile from last campaign, KC um, went absolutely shocking first up, and then blows them second up. Great so look can, look for man. improvement there. I don't know if uh, she'll be winning, but look for improvement from KC and um, come play with me. Eight starts at Belmont for seven wins and a third. Mm. Just a horse that might slip under the radar there a yep. little bit. I think old. Come play on a wet track, and if Money Matters does stop dead out in front, and and the leaders are pushing Velvet King, dig deep, even dance music backwards a little bit, and they're fighting down the outside. You put Come Play with Me next to Leading Girl sprinting together. I want to be on Come Play with Me. And you know who's a? I've just basically you, made sure Leading Girl wins his race. You know who's home. a tinny jockey when they get in a bit of form? Mm. Jade McNaught. So once once she gets her her tail up and is uh, got got that confidence going. Then she, just, then, then she she rides winners in waves, does mm. Jade. So um, yeah, yeah going to be interesting. And 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 yeah, as you mentioned, KC terrific. I think she's unbeaten second up uh, in that race last year. What was the Lestia? She knocked off uh, last. Yeah, she beat Red Can Man. And just a side note, Red Can Man trialed at Terrelgan uh, during the week Terrelgan. on on Monday for new, a dog, has it? new trainer David Brideyak, and um, he will be more than likely racing first up at Flemington on June 19 and next Saturday. Oh. Keep an eye out for the red can. There you go. Mm. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. Same owners, obviously. Same owners, yeah. yeah. You're just going over there for have a little look-see. Yeah, good. Is that that rating where you got to go and have a whip, don't you? There's a couple of nice races coming up. It's called the Victorian Sprint Series. So mm -hmm. he can go around. The, he'll be going down the straight at Flemington for two starts, mm. hopefully. So... Uh, Jamie Carr. Often you go straight after a couple of red cans, is yeah. it? <laughs> Jamie Carr to ride as well. So oh. look out. Um, but yes. You always uh, want car on your horse, don't you? You do. What about this Belmont Sprint? Dig deep? Yeah. Well, again, we, if we're purely working on the way we work and, and its pricing, it's, yeah, we've got dig deep six bucks or so and um, he's double that. So it's it's each way all day. Um, yeah, probably just need to go wins, though. That's probably mm. waste putting on the place dividend. Chris Parnham, good booking as well. Yes, no, very happy with the booking of uh, of, of Chrissy Parnham. So, um, yeah, dig deep each way for me.
Okay. I've got the Velvet King on top. As I said in the leg up, if if there's for mine, there's two horses that can knock off the Velvet King. It'll be Dig Deep or Dance Music. Not Valorodum. Sorry to query on the mile. Velorod is was the next horse in line, basically. So yeah. I had I grouped. So I went Velvet King one out, grouped, dig deep, dance music. Next cab off the rank was uh, Velorod and then Leading Girl. Yeah. Yep. Okay, BJ, it is now time for the Get Out Stakes. S. T-E-A-K-S. I'm not sure why I just went to an all-time uh, slow pace there, but so uh, the Get Out Stakes proudly brought to us by... Market City Meats. Oh. Largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Timmy? Timmy Hewitt. Uh, Timmy. You can find Timmy out in Andy's team out at the Canning Vale Markets out there on uh, Bannister Road. Drop in, swing past the uh, the team there at Market City Meats and they'll look after you, that is for sure and certain. And we have this uh, extremely popular Get Out Stakes competition. Terry, congratulations to last, wow, episode 79 winner. Do you know who it was? Riley Dot Morgan. Ah, oh, I, I did see his, I loved his tweet, I think I won the stakes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear, I enjoyed that one. Yes, no, Riley, too good. Friend of the podcast, Riley Morgan, who uh, has joined us here on a, on a preview operator. in the past in our Young Gun WA, Rising, WA Racing Rising Stars series. Riley was a part of that, and uh, he has now won two Get Out Stakes. He was um, he was nearest the pin with his Comfort Me selection in the last, last Saturday. Yes. Um, no, he did extremely well, Riley. Well overdue. Yeah. Bit of meat. Yeah. Bit of meat. For the young fella. Bit of meat for the young fella. Exactly. So to be in the running for a gourmet beef package from Market City Meats to enter this week's Get Out Steaks, hit us up on Twitter at The11Pod. Let us know who you think will win race nine of the day at Belmont this coming Saturday, as well as a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Some people are still sending through like written margins, Terry, and it's, I don't know if they're, if they're trolling me or what's going on, but keep, if, do, keep doing it. If so. you can, but you can't win if you do that. It's the, 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 the conditions of the competition are stipulated very clearly. So no half heads, no long noses, no trying to be clever, two decimal places, Guru. Good stuff. All right. This is as firm as BJ gets. I like it. I'm just, well, I just don't want floor, someone, the floor is yours. I don't want someone to win and then have a written margin, and we have to like disqualify. And then there's a stewards inquiry, and it just gets messy after that. So um, don't forget, of course, this week, Terry, or every week on the Get Out Stakes, the Sam White rule. First in, best past the post. Exactly. Now, BJ, uh, we have a big, uh, a big old field of stayers to finish the day off here. Um, this is this has got Perth Racing Guru vintage nah. Perth Racing Guru vibes to it. This this stain rose. Nah, yeah, yeah. Where's sax on sax off or something like that? Bonneville Blacks here. Yeah, Bonneville Blacks here. This is a, uh, a bit of a quirkiness to it. That we uh, haven't. Um, we simply haven't seen enough from Bonneville Black to to get excited. But um, there was a reasonable amount of speed. Aragain has come out. Uh, I can. Oh, what's come out? Okay. Yeah, Aragain is uh, Aragain is Ara. Not again yep. in this race. Uh, but look, from the widest gates, you've got Midnight Banquet and Uncle Lino, Lino, and they're both going to be attempting to roll forward. They're both going to battle late. So this, to me, straight away looks like a race where they'll go at a reasonable tempo with the speed coming from out wide from Natasha Faithful and Shelby Bowtell, and they're going to be two leaders who will be gone very early doors. So I suspect this will be a mess on straightening. Um, 
And I am very, very keen on, um, very boringly, very keen on Born to Try here. Uh, the current price, I thought we'd see a little bit, a little bit more meat juice. But I think McManus went up three eighty this morning, uh, which was closer to it. But even then, I thought we might see that across the board. Um, Born to Try has just been a revelation, and I don't think we quite realised how good it's gone since going to Lindsay Smith. Um, it's had the seven goes for him for two wins, four seconds, and a fourth. That fourth was the that day at Pinjarra when Pikey rode him first up hugged the cold rail the whole way through it was probably starting his best run for mm. smith and four like all four seconds he probably could have won him just about on <laughs> different days she she could have won him on different days um i'm really big on taking on horses at their first go at the staying trip she stepped up to the staying trip last campaign um circled the field and re reliable star who obviously made that form look pretty good got the nice rails run mm -hmm. uh, on a day where the rail was red hot at bunbury we were out there for the day, actually, BJ. Yep. Um, I think we were both on Reliable Star. We were. So, well, that was a good finish to the day. Who won the last of Esperance that day? Oh, well, I don't know because I wasn't on it. Oh. I remember now. I don't know the horse's name. Oil but it was, skin. Huh? Oil, skin. Oil skin. Oil skin. That's right. Gee, I still have nightmares about that. Yeah, actually. oil skin. I walk us all day. Yep. So no matter what happens today, all, we just have to worry about oil skin last. Anyway, uh, huge. Went uh, went huge. First go staying trip. Um, Lindsay obviously knew that this was going to stay. Um, I think the issue with this horse when it was with Bross Price was a reliability issue. Uh, often would would run a bolter and then come out and do nothing at its next start. So it hasn't had those same reliable reliability issues with Lindsay. Uh, this prep uh went around at the 1400 chris Parnham just got out of his ground a little bit behind fiery water um was huge to the line pikey then really had to lift her against yep. bollinger boys second up i think that was that little bit of a flat run she can put in second up but she was still good enough to get the job done uh she was pretty well in the market 1600 up to 2100 which i always think is a bit of a risk realistically the winning the reason that she ran second was because clint johnston porter got the run when chris parnham didn't yep. um she had to chop off heels at the, cjp went outside and born to try when yeah exactly right there. it was just uh yeah sliding doors moment it, if some weeks he go the other way and uh, and born to try is the one that gets the bickies. Um, but this is the first time, because it's only had the two goes at the staying journey, that she gets a consecutive go to staying journey. She's got that run to ground her. There's plenty of speed on. The two biggest fancies, Blackwater Bay and, um, well, two are two of the bigger fancies, Blackwater Bay and Secret Pearl are drawn directly outside of her. So Pikey could potentially follow one of them, Secret Pearl, I'd say, um, or he can just park in and he can just be smart about his ride. He can be patient from his gate. Um, and I think the kilo and a half she gets on Blackwater Bay is everything here. And um, I'm really keen that Pikey gets the job done on a, what I think is a progressive stayer who's now finally got a grounding at the journey and should be able to put her best foot forward here bj yeah. another two horse race we've had quite a few of them on hyperion stakes day uh which way are you going to go born to try or blackwater bay terry's gone born to try and i can completely understand why i'm going to go blackwater bay my reasoning being is that i think that this horse has got a higher ceiling than born to try he has sort of been a real slow burn for Durant. Always looked a horse with plenty of like raw ability, but he took him down to Albany and he knocked off a couple of warriors down there um, and in Chasing Chaos and a couple of the, the great southern battlers. And, but he, he just he did it so well and then he came to town, did get a lot of favours from a low draw with a low weight and made the most of that. But I believe that he can improve even further off that off that win he was a mile to 16 uh he was 1600 to 2100 meters as well and um it was just 
it was just it's been good to see him hit the line and really let down like he's, he's starting to believe that he can he can let down and, and lengthen and and um and accelerate so uh adam durant as well over, over a staying trip i think clint johnston porter will be following william pike everywhere he goes on born to try i think they're going to be stalking one another just with born to try drawn inside Blackwater Bay, I'm, I'm assuming that could come down to the right again. Couldn't yeah, it? yeah, I'm assuming that. It's not much between. Born to try will settle a pair in front of Blackwater Bay, and um, but yeah, it's a flip of the coin, really. If we if we drill down on it, but for mine, I just I just have a sneaking suspicion that Blackwater Bay, there's more to come, there's better to come for Blackwater Bay, and uh, I think that he can elevate to a even higher level and uh, and get the job done on Saturday. Big watch on Lady Duckworth as well. This. This horse was coming off off a off a decent break. Another Darren Taylor runner uh, was well found in, in the market. Has now won three in a row over uh, 2019 Bunbury Maiden, twenty three hundred Pinjero Class One when she won by panels of fencing, and that was a was a good win aided, aided by a good ride last start. But um, she's a sparingly raced staying mare on the rise, and Lady Duckworth's a, a good third stringer in this staying race to finish the day. Yes, she's the up and comer. We we need to uh, to learn more about um, the one horse. I think you'll find that it's rare that we'll say Pikey made an error, but Pikey on Secret Pearl last start, Maserati took off for about the seven hundred or so, and Secret Pearl is a horse that can sustain a nice run. And Pikey opted to stay in with Secret Pearl. I think if Pikey gets going then, he actually wins that race over Blackwater Bay and Born to Try. And Secret Pearl gets about a five-kilo swing, well, a full five-kilo swing mm. on um, on Blackwater Bay. But I do think Secret Pearl loses a bit with Keshaw Duran. It's a difficult ride for mm. Keshaw. So this isn't the race we're looking at. But if Kesh can find a three-wide line and take off when it all gets messy at the six seven hundred, use that little weight swing he's got on the fancy. Secret Pearl's one that can run a race, and it might get out to something silly on, on the exchange here. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm chips in, born to try in the last of the day. I'm going to back the is it in okay after so, he's disappointed with his decision in the hyperion this will be some yeah this will be some uh he'll be he'll, be he'll be ruining that decision yeah well yeah, he probably potentially get to make one but yeah he will be uh blackwater bay for me i will say we can't let uh black black shadow off the hook here i think that he they obviously made a made the right call by scratching him from that um from that race where he was outgraded out of the handicap last saturday this is a more suitable race if it does turn into a mess like terry terry mentioned and some of the horses back in the field get cluttered up and there's there's uh uh some traffic issues for some of the fancies and you know who's going to be johnny on the spot in this situation it's black shadow he can bounce settle in the first four he's got a nice claim for ramoli kept out of trouble he just boxes boxes on and competes really well and if the others are strung up looking for runs or getting getting themselves into trouble, the horse that could take advantage of that would be the on-pace on runner, the very consistent Black Shadow. Yep, couldn't agree more. Okay, Guru, it's time for our Betfair best betting proposition of Hyperion Stakes Day. Who have we got? Uh, born to try in the last. Um, yep. Born to try? Born to try. All right, my Betfair best of the day. Uh, gained in confidence after our chat with Simon A. Miller. Race six, number four, Pans Down. Pans Down versus Pans down. Nero Dio. Pans Down is my There best. you go. Struggled for a best, but he's uh, he's the one that's come out. Very good. Well, I tossed up Born to Try Nero Dio, so I like that. I mm. like that a lot. Um, Dig Date was stiff, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Cabot. Three horse photo, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what is your Maddie Bernard? Well, 
I'll let you do your man because I think we have oh. the same, we're the same one. But I've 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 shifted gears. So you do yours first. Recharger. Recharger. Yeah, to the breeze. A race I think lacks depth. Um, yeah, as I said, I've got it twelve thirteen bucks. So the twenty six twenty seven. Have something small on. Okay, I think recharge is a, a good good selection from a, a Maddie Madness point of view. Thank you. But after perusing the uh, the current markets, mm-hmm. I thought that uni time was a big price in the Hyperion stakes. Around thirty in a railway uh, uh, over a mile, Ascot Mile last spring, and then was competitive enough at Wait for Age in the Kingston Town Classic. Wasn't a bad run at all in the Belmont Sprint. Uh, uni Time, the Sh- Sharon Miller has been popping up with a few winners recently. I wouldn't be surprised if Uni Time can run run a cheeky race. Currently $31, might even be longer at start time. Got home well on the, um, oh, as yeah. Simon touched on earlier, on probably the inferior pad as mm-hmm. well along the rail. So might be a horse better suited to getting outside of runners. Um, your lay of the day. My lay of the day comes up in the first race one at number one, Fiery Water. Currently 440, 420, 450 around that that's mark. Not, I can't believe that price. That's the that's the that's the pike price, yeah. I, I believe. But uh, he's uh, uh fiery water, my lay of the day. Yeah, right. Well I'm tossing out between two William Pike runners as well. I'll go with leading girl. Uh, I've got a significant you, you, you have absolutely talked this into a mole now, haven't you? <laughs> leading girl. Brilliant. So I, lady- I should have chosen devoted star, shouldn't yeah, I? Yeah. Just to just to give her uh yeah, a bit less of a chance. But no, a leading girl, I just just this is a this is just a massive um yeah, a massive rise in uh, a massive rise in grade off some runs that I don't think have been um that impressive to be shorter than some of the horses she's shorter than. So um leading girl. Very good, Terry, uh, and uh, good luck with Dig Deep the Champ on Saturday. Thank you. Um, all right, we better wrap this all up, BJ. It's been a longy, I think. It's been a delongy. Um, I've got to get out and see Dream Horse now, so I uh, better rush to the uh, the cinema. Yeah. Uh, do you reckon your dad will want to see it again with me? Old yeah. Cups, old oh, Cups, right? He'd be, he, he'll be there. You yeah? Just, you just give will he buy the popcorn or do I have to? Oh, I don't know. I've been going to the footy with him yeah. lately, and I, I've been struggling to get a coffee out of him. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I think you might have to pay, Guru. Mm, caps, Ryan, come on, grow up. Um, <laughs> thank you to Simon Miller again. Uh, love having uh, Simon on the show. Second time we've had him. He's uh, always a uh, very entertaining man. His team is absolutely flying at the moment, and BJ and I just watched uh, Holly Watson win the first at Pinjara today, uh, Pinjara today on Star Storm. It was actually a really nice ride because uh, it was the hot pot and it was entitled to win, but um, she probably expected to lead, didn't lead, held the 1-1, one, one, horse started to pull and just let it stride into the race, uh, as you should do on a nice horse. So, um, yeah, she's a an apprentice going places, but uh, good luck to everyone having a bet on the weekend. I'll be out there um, watching Big Dave in the high period. So come along, say hello, and let's get the champ up. And until next week on the 1-1. One, one. Thank you.